500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the hello hey Graham. hello can you hear me yeah hello it's all right um keep talking oh okay what can i say yeah no, that's better now <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay Okay. That's a normal. That's a normal problem for you, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Um, where I am at the, uh, I'm at the office now. We don't get great reception here, but um, I won't move around too much. <laughs> <laughs> deep in the, uh, deep in the deep woods, are you? Oh yeah, yeah. So deep, I'm out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thanks, thanks for. Um, Talking to us tonight, Glenn. Really appreciate it. Oh, uh, all cool. Yeah, not a well, problem. He hasn't, he hasn't talked to us yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, I might so good. hang up if I get offended. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, it's just Steve's got some final reports. Now, he said he, if he, he might join us, but he, he probably won't. Um, yeah. But that just keeps us with the tradition that when we have a, uh, a special guest, he's not allowed to join. Okay. So that means yeah, that but, you are a special guest, not just a, oh, okay. a guest. So you don't want him to embarrass you, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need him coming on here and asking smart questions and, and uh, making good points and, in, you know, making us look bad. Well, in the uh, in the last interview we did with Glenn, um, we both re-listened to it, and um, Joe hogged most of the interview, and then there was, like, one question Steve got in, and then before he even got to ask it, Glenn answered it. Yeah. <laughs> still there? Yeah. Yeah, still there. You're wafting in and out. I'm getting getting little beeps and... Oh, uh, okay. And... Is that better? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, I'll go into the car park. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That's, that's better. Yeah, we're, we're cutting edge here at Fru. <laughs> <laughs> is it just a black spot, or is it, or did uh, yeah, well, it, it's, it's a it's a warehouse stuff. complex, and it's all it's all like concrete and steel, and uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Now I, I remember, was it in? I remember Dudley saying that he had to take phone calls out in the car park, so. Yeah, and, uh, people ring up to, to put in orders, and it always cuts off just before you get the credit card details. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. So um, are you there working, or are you there just uh, trying oh, to catch up? Oh, yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, I, I'm, um, yeah. Awesome. All right, well, I think we'll just get straight into it. Um, as per normal, we'll just waffle on a little bit then we'll introduce you and then we'll just go from there well look as per normal you you, you waffle on a lot but anyway that's another story <laughs> i think, our, I, think our last, I think our last one was only 30 or 40 minutes <laughs> of waffle, no it was longer than that wasn't it <laughs> no it was about an hour and a half oh, I don't know. <laughs> but a good 30 40 yeah, minutes yeah. of it was just waffle no, I was talking about the um, the movie reviews. Oh, right, right. <laughs> All right. All right, well, we'll get straight into it. Um, okay, so we'll count down. Three, two, one. 
500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't mind the phantom he finds you Welcome and g'day to episode 85 of the Phantom Chronicle Chamber X-Band podcast. Um, you know who we are and we are getting very, very excited. It's getting close to Christmas, which means lots of Phantom presents for everyone. And so as for all our listeners, we thought we will give a, give you a Christmas present as well uh, with a very special guest tonight. But before we get into that, let's open up with Dan. How are you, Dan? I'm really good, uh, Jermaine. I've had a fantastic day today. Really um, had some good karma come my way. People who who've, uh, see on Facebook would see that uh, today's the day that all of my stuff got returned by the police. So um, big thumbs up to the Queensland Police Force. Anyone out there who's on the uh, one of the boys in blue in Queensland, thank you very much for that. And, uh, yeah, uh, capping it off with a, um, a, a good conversation tonight, I hope. That's good. So as we have a special guest tonight, that means we haven't allowed Stephen on board <laughs> with the podcast. Um, no, just jokes. He's poor just old as yeah, poor old Steve. He's the butt of every joke. Um, uh, as a lot of teachers would be aware, uh, this time of the year can be quite busy, and he's been um, caught up with a couple of um, last-minute reports and stuff that has to be done. He may make a little cameo halfway through it, but if he doesn't. Cheerio to Steve, um, and we will think of you, maybe, a little bit, but um, before, let's get on to our interview, so, um, now this will be one of the first times that we have uh, done a, a return interview, so it's special in that regards, um, last time we spoke to him, he was just a regular fan, uh, but now he's a little bit more than just a regular fan, um, he is a joint owner of Fru and Publisher. And uh, still a fan. How are you, Glenn? Um, yeah, good. Still a fan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't beaten you down yet, Glenn. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's tried. It, it, it got me in a hammer lock last week, but um, I knew a few manoeuvres to get out. <laughs> That's good. So um, we last spoke to you literally almost two years ago to the date. Uh, the last wow, podcast really? came out. Um, I think it was the 20th of December, 2015. Now, when we spoke about that, you talked to us after the podcast, not during the podcast, about the fact that you were looking at buying through publications. Um, Now, there was a turbulent couple of months after that. Um, Yeah, yeah. Basically, (laughs) um, uh, we we threw our hat in. Jim, years ago, had spoken to me and uh, also spoken to um, Renee. And after Jim's passing, um, uh, as you know, um, uh, Steve Shepard stepped in and Judith uh, still ran the company. Um, And during the couple of years that uh, they were all there, she got everything tidied up again um, to Renee. And um, he asked if I was still interested. I said, sure, let's, let's see what we can do. 
is uh, also bidding, uh, and one of those other parties got the um, uh, got the go ahead from King Features, um, but not from Judith Shepherd. Uh, essentially, she um, uh, for it to happen, it needed to not only uh, pick up the license from King, but also buy through from Judith, the existing owner. So that, that didn't happen. So that person pulled out, and it then became available to us. And that, that was last, um, uh, it was February last year, I think, February 2016, I think, from memory. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, during during that period, there was, um, as you may remember, there was um, about a month of um, flux, I guess you'd call it, where nobody knew what was happening and we couldn't go ahead until both the purchase of the company and the um, the, the trains. Feral of the, uh, the license uh, came to us, and so we just sat there in limbo, as uh, as all the readers and fans out there were getting very impatient and very scared. It was a very tense yes. time and, uh, for, uh, for for people who was, just wanted I mean, to go down to the news agent and pick up their their comic book. I can only imagine how tense it must have been for you, um, you know, waiting on tenter hooks to see which way it would fall. Uh, I think poor old Dudley coughed the most of it. He um, <laughs> he was still there, and um, and the people ringing up and blaming him. Someone even said that he'd. Um, Spotted him at the, at the market selling artwork or something like that. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just, um, it was funny. It was, um, all, you know, all of people's um, fears and paranoias uh, came out. And once we signed on the dotted line, um, well, that disappeared. Everyone was happy. Mm. To be honest, I think it was actually good because it kind of, I think it kind of woke a few people up and realised, well, not having the fandom comic in Australia is a real possibility. Uh, it's not a given, um, and it made us probably appreciate Fruit a lot more than what a lot of us have probably had in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right, and, and certainly um, the first two issues that, that we popped out um, when we started uh, was still they were already been uh, prepared by Dudley; they were ready to go, um, and um, they weren't special issues in, in any particular way. That was just a, uh, a regular story, and I think the annual was the next one. Yep. And uh, they sold really well, simply because people um, were happy that were, you know, that Free was back in business and mm. showed their support by buying the comic, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so well, it's, <clears throat> I know it was a stressful time for us because I know we were copying, we were getting a lot of questions as well. So I can only imagine what you guys were, you guys were getting, especially well, that's, Dudley. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what happens when you set yourself up as oracles. You see, people will ask you the questions. <laughs> 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 I don't know if we call ourselves oracles. Oh, maybe, I, maybe as a joke. Would you like me to go back and read some of our messenger conversations, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. Look, maybe the word wasn't oracles, but it sounded. Similar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, very fair call. <laughs> uh, so, um, so Glenn, just for those who have come in late, would you be able to just give us a like a, a one or two minute uh, update on who you are as a fan, how you became a fan, and and, and stuff like that? Obviously, for the full story, oh. you can't go back to episode thirty three, but so were you uh, always well, a fan? Well, yeah, read it as a kid, like like um, you know, like most Australian boys growing up um, in that time. I'm talking late fifties, early sixties. It was um, as I've often said before, it was the Phantom comic back then was was ubiquitous. It was just 
everywhere. You, you, you sit down and wait for a haircut in the barbers, there was a stack of them there. You know, doctors, waiting rooms, dentists, waiting rooms, um, service stations, fates, you know, school fates, everywhere. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's probably fair to say that most Australian kids would have had some kind of contact with the with the comic while they were growing up in the 50s and 60s. Mm. Um, show bags. And yeah. um, I, I became interested in, in drawing comics in my, in my teens, which is not such an unusual thing, I think, for a young boy. And um, when I decided that I'd like to, to do it for real, when I, when I became a, a commercial artist, as I was called, um, uh, it was pretty much the only game in town. If, I, if, if you wanted to um, get your work published in an Australian comic, Fru were the only people doing them at that stage. It was kind of before the, um, the, 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 the boom in um, the Australian uh, independent comic industry, I, th- I suppose you could call it. And I uh, just started doing covers. And did uh, you- always a fan. Did, did you imagine Sorry. at that time, Glenn, e- even in your wildest dreams, that as you're starting to do covers and, and you know, did that one story search for Byron, that um, you might ever go on to own the company? No, no it never crossed my mind. I look, I mean, and to be, to be honest, they, they were looking at the way um, it was being done back then in the, um, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s when I was still doing covers for Fru, um, uh, thoughts did cross my mind about um, perhaps I would have done some of that differently. That the whole the whole policy that was adopted about um, about tracing panels and using them for covers, I think, was um, I think a little cheap to be to be to be honest. Um, I mean, okay, what's inside is is, is a reprint. It's reprinted from an American newspaper strip or um, a Swedish comic. Well, at least back then it was. And for you to sell it to the Australian um, uh, reader. You need to at least acknowledge that reader by creating something new for him and giving him a new cover. Mm. I think everyone that, had, that's my that's my yeah. I think every fan had the uh, the dream or the or the you know what they would do if they ever got to uh, filling Jim's shoes. So um, I don't think you're alone in that in that one. Yeah, look, it wasn't an ambition. It certainly wasn't something that I had to do. Mm. It just just kind of I guess fell in my lap. Um, but yeah. yeah, certainly there was some. Um, um, there were some moments where I, I think to myself, well, you know, why didn't this happen or why didn't that happen? That there were certainly, um, while I was floating around, because uh, we did a few con- conventions together and a few little uh, joint ventures, I guess, in, in promoting some of these comics, you know, I remember saying to myself on a few occasions, well, you know, there's an opportunity there to do this, 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 and whatever. And um, Jim Fridable had a um, they had a real book that, that he adhered to, and he was uh, quite a, a canny... A, businessman he, he knew mm. exactly what needed to be to be done to get the comic out there and to get it sold and to, and to just continue that and um, um, there was no risk taking whatsoever um, and that that's you know, that's that's good that's fair um, but um, by the time we took it over uh, it really needed a, a good shake I think yeah. in my opinion I was just going to say you certainly can't fault the way that Jim Shepard ran the comic from the from the late 80s to you know for that first 15 or, or 20 not years not at all um, the way that he did it, I think you're right. Well, his policy of, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he just got, um, in, in the words of um, his son, he um, he just got tired, he just got old. Um, and mm. and that's understandable. The guy was in his, I think, 70s, I think, towards the end there, when he was still doing it. Yeah. And he'd been... So has it given you a, a, a fresh... Uh, um, what, would be the, what would be the way, a fresh... Um, Oh, I can't even think of the word now. Um, 
like seeing you now, the man who's who's doing it all, having to come up with the ideas and run the risks, and you know having to keep everything. I you know ideas are giving you a, like a a fresh appreciation of what he's done in that for you know for oh, thirty sure, years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and, and certainly um, it's, uh, a lot of his policies were really sound policies. Uh, you know, mm. keep it simple and, and don't change the um, don't change the formula because um, as soon as you do, you're going to start losing people. And and to a to a small degree, it, it, it's it's happening now. We um, to keep the the business going to to make sure the the comic's still being published in 10, 15 years time, we need to somehow expand the market and introduce new readers. Um, but by the same token. Yeah. Uh, there's still a lot of old readers out there, guys who have been with us for, you know, 50, 60 years, been reading it as a kid, who have been collecting, you know, since day dot, and uh, don't want that, you know, they want a single issue, but they they want it to be exactly the same as what it was when they were growing up, because they have a, um, it's a nostalgia thing for them, they, they want to sit down and read a, a phantom comic and get that warm, fuzzy feeling that they used to get when they were a kid, and, um, mm. you know, I understand that, and, and to that Extent where we're continuing the um, the replica issues with the annual, and um, we're continuing the, the collector's replica series, and throwing in the older stories into the, the giant size phantom as well, just to just to try and it was it's a tip of the hat to those to those guys, just to try and um, maintain some kind of balance between the old and the new. And I, look, I know uh, Jermaine is going to want to bend your ear later on about the, the replica <laughs> series in particular, but um, it, that's part of it's keeping the balance. <laughs> that's part of keeping the balance, I suppose, between um, the, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's absolutely necessary. We we uh, we put it out there um, through the, um, and, and you know, uh, trying to get some kind of response with the, the social media is useful because most of these guys, most of these these um, older readers don't don't even have a computer. They. they um, they just walk down to their, their newsagent once every couple of weeks and take it home, and their only connection with, with Fru as the company is through the, the publisher's note or the, or the, the, mm. the forum. Um, and and, and to, be, you know, to be brutal about it all, um, in 10, 15 years' time, a lot of those guys won't be with us anymore, so we have to make sure we're still around. You know? yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, you definitely do need to be um, trying to pick up the, the new readers because, as you say, those, those um, rusted-on readers are not going to be around forever yeah yeah and, and, and man it's hard because um you know the, the perception is that the phantom and and it's it's, it's a deserved perception in, in a lot of ways is your, your granddad's hero you know yeah yeah so um so what what are some of the so obviously we've got the kid phantom that's probably yep probably the obvious one that um to to get the next gen um, how, how yep. is that going? Do you do you feel that's working? Uh, have you got numbers? Yeah, yeah. From... Look, it's 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 going it's going well. It, it's 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 selling, and that's that's the main thing. But we still need to get <laughs> it to a much wider audience. Um, yeah. There's there's a problem with issue um, three. Um, I won't go into into all of it, but um, just um, uh, a few deaths in the family and, and um, uh, a few other setbacks that um, that Paul the artist um, had to go through and. Um, it's, it's behind schedule, but having said that, it went to the printer last Friday, so that'll be out uh, within the first um, I think first couple of weeks of January. And so once that's out, when not not quite in time for Christmas then. Yeah, when you re- really need. No, no, no. We've got a um, uh, the premium that's going into it is a, is a little um, enamel badge, which um, I think Jermaine's seen, 
and um, that's uh, on its way from Hong Kong now. Um, yeah. It won't be here till Christmas, so it's got to be thrown into the into the. It's a bag this year. It'll be thrown into the bag and off to uh, Gordon and Gotch. I think the first week of January, all, all going well. Cool. Well, I, my son Gus is going to love a little enamel badge. So that's uh, that sounds really cool. Something that they uh, kids can wear around and and uh, promote um, for you and get get people talking yeah. about. It. It yeah. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, people like exactly. us will have to buy uh, – well, Stephen will have to buy three because he'll have to buy one for each boy and then one for himself. Um, so, you know, there's, there's your extra issues as well. Yeah, well, we, we might need a few more than that, but, but it's a nice thought, you know. Thank you. And just while we're on Kid Phantom, the, um, the homework film, um, I was lucky enough to go down and see that um, when it screened at QUT and um, – Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, is that something that um, I know. I know we're all waiting for it to go through and do the um, uh, film festival circuit and hopefully pick up a few awards or be in line for a few awards or whatever. Anyway, but is that something that you hope that um, uh, the broader broader Phantom fans and kid Phantom fans are going to be able to see at some point? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to create some interest. Um, it's, it's gone out and done a couple of. Um, um, Festivals, I think, student animation festivals, and has won a couple of awards, which is which oh, is good. Cool. Oh, uh, so what what we'll do? We've got a um, we've got a, a kid fandom website um, coming up next year, which oh. Jermaine knows all about. And um, He's, um, he plays his cards be, close to his chest, Jermaine. I'm learning about. I'm it for sure the he first does. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think he's got a stacked deck. Anyway. Yes. But he um, <laughs> <laughs> he um, on on the site well the 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 uh, video will be available to um to look at and, and and download and what we'll probably do in one of the issues is have one of the um you'll, you'll see them with comics you'll have a um uh, a download uh, key so you can um you can download it for yourself and and, and keep it you know um, oh, fantastic yeah oh, and really uh, popular. it's um yeah i think so we're also in the um the annual the 2018 Annual. We also have a um, a kid fandom face mask as as, a, as a, a, an insert into the bag, oh, cool. which is going to be oh, funny. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good for parties. You know, everyone's sitting around with a with a kid fandom mask on. So now yeah. we have to get two or three of those as well. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, so I'm sure the I'm sure the masks will be available separately. Cool. <laughs> Very good. So, are you finding that these extra type of because we've had like the posters. We had the uh, card um, a couple of annuals ago and stuff. Do you find, like, we know and we've discussed in the podcast that the Swedish extras back in the 90s and all that um, were, and we enjoyed them. So are you, is this something that you're looking forward to, to, to try and get those extra people in buying extra magazines, but also that novelty for yeah, yeah. younger readers yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's not, as long as you don't go overboard. We we went through the exercise recently with the um, with the wedding special that just came out. What yeah. I wanted to do uh, was a um, and I did it. It's all ready to go. I did the artwork. Was a um, if you remember the story, the wedding. Uh, everyone gets a um, to a, a bark. You all yeah. remember that? I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, the bark invitation. Yeah, I done it. Yeah, I done a, like a replica of that, which I wanted to get printed out as a um, like a coaster, like a beer coaster, a drink coaster, yeah. and throw oh, that nice. into the, into a, into a bag. But it, but it was a, it was the exercise was just too expensive, so it never happened. So it, I don't yeah. know. 
it may happen for their 50th wedding anniversary. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so obviously you're saying that you know you're going to have a bit of um, that you you're going to have a little bit of foresight, a little bit of wisdom, not to. Yeah, there's a line because um, you got to remember that, that when they get um, when they get that that premium in in that plastic bag, uh, it's it's free for them. And yeah, it's but it's not for free us. for you. And so yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, the unit cost of the of the comic itself is, is skyrocketed, and so it's, mm. it it becomes um, uh, just untenable, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's been a couple of other new innovations that years have done. Um, one of the ones that I've really enjoyed has been the Phantoms World. Um, now, is this was this was this one of your brainchilds, or how did you come how did you come upon this idea? Well, I just when when doing the the research as as I so often do, um, I just noticed there were so many stories uh, uh, that had not been published in English, and um, mm. and some of them. Lovely, you know, beautiful art, filming and fairy and all of that stuff. Some of the, some of the old uh, 60s, 70s Italian masters and um, some stuff from Brazil, from um, Walmere Emerald. And um, I thought, look, okay, Jim, Jim Shepard had this policy of reprinting everything in its uh, original form. I would like to uh, establish a new policy of um, printing everything, every phantom story uh, that's ever been mm. drawn in English. It may take us 10, 15 years, who knows, but, you know, we've started. Yeah. So is that is that something that you would like your legacy to be? Like, obviously, when we think of Jim Shepard and you said it yourself, when we think of Jim, we think of produced every folk story in unedited form. Is this part of yeah. your legacy? Yeah, yeah, it's something I'd like to do. I don't know if, if we'll ever achieve it, but it's a, um, you know, it's a good goal to have, mm. that's for sure. So, so I, was, in, I was really pleased to hear you oh. say there about the Brazilians because one thing we've commented on um, in the past on Phantom's World is that it seems to be very Italian-focused for the, so far. Yeah, you know, we've got a, um, we'll have a Brazilian story coming up probably around halfway through next year. The, the next issue, um, we've got three stories sitting in the can from Angelo Todaro, brand-new stories, which he's drawn, uh, which no-one's seen yet, um, and he's getting a bit... Um, <laughs> Itchy to see them in print, so uh, we're putting out the, the next. The next Phantoms World will be a um, an Angelo Todaro um, issue with stories from him. And the, the nice thing about it is that one of them is written by a, a Swedish writer called uh, Peter Anderson, who um, nice. yeah, yeah who I'm sure you've heard of. He he works for Egmont, but I don't think he writes Phantom for it when he writes some of the um, the um, strips. Yeah, yeah, the comedy stuff. Yeah, but he's a, he's yeah. a, a great writer and um, mm. understands the Phantom really well. And um, mm. we've got more stuff from him coming up this year. We've got a um, another story that he's written, a, a horror story, which is now being illustrated by Joan Juan Birch over in Spain, um, which is going to be just lovely. Nice. It'll be sometime next year. Um, nothing else. It's pronounced Boix by a lot of people. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, if nothing uh, else, I've now just learned how to spe- pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, did Trevor, Trevor Clark met up with him and, and, and did something like... Uh, Bosch or Bursch or something like that. Excellent. Oh, oh, we always yeah. said it was boys. No, he'd probably slap you and challenge you to a duel if you if you. Did. <laughs> but I think we're um we're quite known for butchering um some of the names on the, uh, this well, podcast. We. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I I was dying to meet Sky Barry there for a while, but it never happened. 
he keeps, he, he uh, still does it. <laughs> so, um, is there, <laughs> <a good> <laughs> is there, a, is there a reason why you'd, um, why you're putting news stories in fan as well? Is that just because, uh, because we can, a, because we can, because we there's, can. No, there's no hard and fast rules, but, but what you yeah. see in fandom's world is something which has never been seen in English before. Um, yeah. now we won't do it with the Swedish stuff because, People yeah. are used to seeing that in the regular title, so we may as well keep it in the regular title. Um, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a um, that's something which was established years ago by Jim. So why, you know, why uh, stuff around with that? Yeah. But um, you'll see stuff in Fandom's World, which will be the older, the older stuff from Fratelli Sparta and AGE, RGE in, in Brazil. Yeah. But you'll also see new stuff from from uh, from people outside of um, Scandinavia, uh, people nice. from Europe, and yeah. Nice. So, so um, <clears throat> another question I was going to ask, sorry, um, regarding fan as well before we finish up with that part, is when you've been researching your um, stories from around the world, has there been any stories that have surprised you or a country that has produced fan work that you didn't know of or or, or something yep, like that? Yep, that, um, um, yep, there's a few Turkish stories that uh, Andreas uh, tipped me uh, into. Um Done we by, saw one uh, of those, didn't we? I think we saw one uh, of those in the 80th special? Yeah, yeah. The artist was a guy called uh, Oskern Errol, who um, actually worked for Semik in the, um, I think, the 80s. He was a Turkish artist and went and lived in um, Sweden for a while and worked there. And when he went back to Turkey, he, uh, I think, from what I can understand, continued doing some some um, phantom work for Semik. Now, the annual that's coming out, the 2018 annual, is a it's a Wild West special. So it's all the Phantom Cowboy stories. Okay. Oh, um, nice. So there's some good stuff um, in there. Walker's Table. It's, um, oh, just trying to think. There was something called, uh, which Egmont did, called the, um, I think it's, the, it's either the Cowboy Trilogy or the Western Trilogy. And it's three, it's three Western stories which um, link up to each other. Is that the, and, that's not uh, the Gold Fever one, is it? There's Outlaw Town, I think, is one, and um, what's the third one? I can't think of the third one, but uh, all, all drawn by Oscar and uh, Erop. And um, they were printed in Fantomen uh, back in the uh, 80s, I think. And then uh, Andreas uncovered a fourth, uh, which was printed in Turkey in the uh, Kizil Masker comic. And we've, we've so we've got hold of that, and we're printing that as well, just to just to uh, finish off the story. So there's four four Turkish stories, I guess you call them, even though the first three were printed in Sweden. Um, there's Freedom Trail, which is uh, I think another Egmont story uh, drawn by Filming. There's The Assassin, which is a, a sci. No, I think it's a more recent. I think it's a um, it could be a Williams or a, a um, it's from a daily. It's um, it could be George Ollison, I. I think, and there's another one called The Phantom yes. Cowboy, which is a, a Cy Barry story. Yeah. And to round it out, we're putting in, just because we can, a, um, a, a brand new Phantom Ranger story, which has been written and drawn by um, Felming. And, oh. and um, it's pretty, wi- pretty wild. It's his origin story, and believe it or not, which okay. I should have known, you know, really. And, <laughs> and um, the part one say, part um, two will be in, in the... In the giant size. In the giant, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought, joint size it follows the annual. Okay. I thought you were going to say um, that Shane Foley had done the new one because he's been doing a lot of new work for you. Oh, he, he did. He did. He did a new story. Yeah. 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 Um, but now he's changed doing a few other things as well. He's got a. Um, well, you see, you, I think you saw the um, Sir Falcon story that he's done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, which is just great, and he's um, he's got a um, a Planet Man story coming up and a, a Shadow story coming up as well. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed um, Shane's work in Giant Size. Um, Dan didn't enjoy the first one. Um, no, that's fair. I, uh, you throw me the bus a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 you're, in, you're, in, you're entitled to your, your opinion. Um, uh, look, uh, to be honest, but, yeah, if, we, if we anything, it was just short. I'm to try was... and throw something new. Uh, not enough? No, not, not enough to sort of go, well, where is this going and all the rest of it. So I, I don't know if there's a... Um, I suppose I could put it to you. Is there some sort of grand plan where all of these are going to tie in together, all of the Shane Foley stories? Oh, or? yeah, if if if, um, if it keeps on selling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and look, look, indications are good. I, I really thought we'd get a lot of flack over Giant Size Phantom, but um, it, it surprised me. We're getting a lot of people writing in saying they really enjoy it, um, even though they, they think um, sometimes the art's really crappy, but um, yeah. most people understand that, that it's, it's reprints from the... The 50s, and that's pretty well what it was like back then. Um, mm. There were exceptions, you know, notable exceptions, of course, but um, it's pretty much a sign of the, uh, a, a, um, a little window on the time mm. that it was published. Mm. So yeah. obviously, um, but yeah, it, it, you've you've been writing a message from <coughs> the publisher yourself for the giant size, Glenn, which is a you know, it must be nice for Dudley to to get a break from those. But obviously, the giant size is something yeah. that you've got a, a real personal affinity with. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved them as a kid, and I, I liked the whole thing, and, you know, down the side where it said, uh, you know, uh, 100 pages, 100 pages, 100 pages, or six stories, six stories, six stories, all the way down the, the side, and um, um, and that's what they were. You could just sit down and, and just jump in and, and, and read them in any order, and um, what, what, I mean, we've got, a, we've got a, obviously, a, a, a wealth of, um, of material that we can put into these, uh, because those... Um, you know, those, some of those titles, those through titles, went into the um, uh, the hundreds. Um, so we've got enough sitting there for you know the next 10, 15 years. But what we want to do is try and get some some new stuff in there and um, get some some good Australian talent uh, out into the marketplace. Mm. Mm. And I think that's so, a really clever balance that you're getting there because yeah. it's not just um, all reprints of 1950s stuff, which I think is what. Um, it could so easily be, but the fact that it, you know, yeah, Shane yeah. Is, is contributing their, their stories there, taking those old characters and putting a fresh spin on them, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. And there, look, there, there's um, there's a new Catman story being written, which is um, uh, written by, by Andrew uh, Constant, the guy who writes oh, yeah. um, Kid Phantom. He's, um, he's just written something for DC. He's just written a, um, mm, a Demon, demon. Um, yeah. miniseries, yeah, and the first issue's been out and getting, getting really good reviews, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Stephen just read that, and he was telling us how he really enjoyed it as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Andrew's just yeah. great to work with. He, I mean, he really knows his um, stuff, and, and and he's got a lot of projects uh, on his plate for us at the moment. And although DC is probably his bread and butter, he really does enjoy the, the free work, and it's quite um, it's quite active in, in um, coming up with new ideas uh, where they can be um, pushed and used. So there'll be a lot lot from him coming next year. Oh, cool. He's just a, he's just like a big kid. I just think he's like, you know, looks like, he's, he just, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, I, 
Every time I've talked to Andrew, he it's always, you always have like fun yeah. talking with him, and he's just like, you and know, he, the, he can. And he can be a naughty boy, I've got to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. I always wondered how you usually get any work done with, um, like, when he's around and Paul Mason's around and, and stuff like that. Does Dudley have to be kind of like the school mark, the school teacher and separate you to make sure the work gets done or something? No, Dudley doesn't um, doesn't have much much to do with, uh, with uh, the... Um, uh, I guess the hiring of the, the writers and artists is usually means I've got to sit down with them once a once a fortnight with a, over a cup of coffee and uh, and and listen to them. You know? <laughs> um, but it's um, now that doesn't doesn't have doesn't have time for that. He, he's, his entire focus is getting this stuff out on time. Mm. Um, him and Frank, um, you all know Frank. Frank's our, our production manager, mm-hmm. and he's just quite amazing. He's um he's a he's a machine. And with um, Dudley and, and Frank on the case, it just—they're uh, all working to capacity, but um, they're, they're, they're churning it out. And um, I mean, there's a lot of things that we'd like to do, but we just don't have the the resources or the, you know, the manpower to do it, unfortunately. Well, yeah. That sort of brings me to a question I was going to ask, Glenn. Like, Jim quite famously had a very small crew. Like, it was just himself and his wife and Judy Wormsley as the secretary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Already, we can see. Uh, if, you, if you look on the inside of any brew comic at the moment, there's yourself and Renee Dudley, Frank Schultz, um, Shahua as production coordinator. Like you, you're starting to get what five or five staff there more. You're, you you seem to be expanding. Yeah, Renee Renee's not here during during business hours. He he still has his own his own um, his own accounting practice. Uh, he's all um, all of his contact is through phone and email, and uh, it comes in once a week for a production meeting but the, the office itself is just um it's just the, the four of us mm-hmm. and it's um it's in a, a warehouse that um that renee had and we've just um it was his um daughter's uh textbook shop and they've moved across the other side of the, the warehouse complex and we've just moved in there and taken over you've, you've i'm sure you've seen some photos but um mm-hmm. we're going to try and make some time to um, get everyone in uh, who comes down for the um, the dinner in uh, in June or July, whenever it is. Yeah, and that and that would be absolutely fantastic um, for people to be because I know um, I've spoken to Sammy J and Duncan who came out and had a look through and um, yeah. they were just blown yeah. away by yeah. what they saw out there. Yeah, I've got all my collection up on the wall of, of art and prints and all of that. Um, <clears throat> and and we're trying to turn the, the the front area, which is only tiny, into, into a I guess a shop of sorts because, as you know, Fru's doing a bit of um, merchandise now, and we do actually get people. Um, they'll just walk in. You know, they've seen the address in the comic, and they think, "Oh, I might go and have a look and buy this and buy that." And they'll come in and have a bit of a browse and walk out happy. You know? do, do you get a bit less of that than you might have when you were in the Sydney CBD? Um, no, it was weird. People used to come in, of course, at, in, in in the city, but I think. Um, uh, I think Jim and, and, and the Judys had it um, had it um, nailed oh, down God. pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they, um, they 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 would make you feel it, um, um, like it wasn't a good idea sometimes if if, if, um, <laughs> if you want to come in and talk about the Phantom to them. You know, they they, they were busy. Yeah, I remember once um, oh, years ago. I forget who it was, but I, I was in there and um, someone they. Um, Someone they didn't want to see. I forget who it was, but it's a, a guy who um, 
he's got um, you know phantom tattoos all over his body, and he wants to talk about panel three in, in uh, page seventeen of issue <laughs> four twenty seven or whatever. And um, and they saw his face at the at the door through the frosted glass, and just um, just ducked uh, behind the counter, just didn't answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, yeah, people got the hint. But but uh, over here, it's 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 um well, it's, uh, yeah, as I said, it's a warehouse complex, and people can just drive in and walk in and have a look around. Is that at your place, well, mate? Is that Ariane? Yeah, that's uh, no, it's not. It's not my wife. It's my daughter. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> For a second there, I thought that's what happens when you just wander into Fru and walk around. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, that's my daughter. It's she's uh, had a had a birthday party today, so obviously she's no. getting a little bit overtired. The sugar crash. Um, How old is she now? Yeah. How old? Uh, she's just turned three. Three, yes, that I thought. Wow. God, doesn't yeah. go. I know, the time goes quick, and just when I thought, you know, I started getting on top of it, the wife decides to get pregnant again, so. <laughs> that'll, that'll teach you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is she's due at the end of, um, what is it? At the end of May, so I don't know how that's going to go yeah. with Supernova this year, so. Oh, well, in that case, um, Glenn, you really need to throw the doors open of Fru at around Supernova, and <laughs> Jermaine has just got a, a really terrible decision to make. <laughs> well, I, I, I can see it now, actually. So it could be a good idea, the, the Fru nursery. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy to let you look after him if you want, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> she may come back purple. <laughs> it's all right. She likes the fan. She likes the Phantom. Um, she's, you know, she's a fan of the Phantom. Um, Got to get that next generation in. Um, when oh, she yeah. watched that uh, that Kid Phantom homework movie, she watched it like over and over, like about four or five times. Um, oh, she liked it then, yeah. Yeah, she liked it, and uh, she then she um, when it was bedtime, she didn't want a bedtime story. She was telling Mum what happened in the movie. So um, and I think I think the wife was a little bit over it. Um, she was just I, I could almost see her rolling her eyes and thinking, "Oh no, not another that's one." Just, that's going to be just about a constant state <laughs> yeah, of flux yeah. to your wife, I think. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, and same thing here though, Glenn. Like um, I showed it to Angus, who who, who you've met. He's um, eight, and he just yeah, um, yeah, he yeah. just is a massive fan of it. We've watched it. Um, we're starting to slow down now. It's probably only once a week or so that he asks to put it back on again. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to like issue three. It, it, it's, uh, it's just getting better all the time. It's looking really nice. Yeah, that's they, um, they meet some, meet some pirates, which is good. And we want to try and, uh, in, in the next issue, um, I, I can talk about the next couple of issues if you want. Mm. Um, yeah, please. Issue four, they land in... Um, Oh, I forget the name of the city. It's a it's a, um, a port on the um, on the west coast of Africa, on the on their way to London, then to New York, and meet up with uh, with this this French Fagan like character and some street kids, and that's interesting. And then the issue after that, um, they land in London and meet some uh, I won't say who, but some famous people from the um, from the sixties. Uh, oh, the Beatles. And, 
That's one of them, yep, yeah, or four of them. Because I, I know you're a Beatles fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, another, <laughs> well, let me say, the other person was the most uh, recognisable face, uh, according to Time magazine, um, of the 60s. If that helps. Well, it, do, it doesn't help these two 30-somethings. <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> no. No, 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 Dan, you're 40-something, right? <laughs> Shush. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining my, my youthful roots. <laughs> oh, most recognisable person in the 60s. Yeah, all right. Well, people that are listening to the podcast, maybe you can uh, let us know because um, yeah. I was a bit stumped on that May, one. Maybe, maybe even of all time. I'm not sure. Anyway. So um, and then after after that they go over they they land in New York and um, and I'm sure you've noticed by now and, and you will have noticed by then because um, there'll be one in the next edition of the issue after a couple of little um, posters floating about all stuck up yeah. on the uh, advertising Grand Day of the Great and the Grand Day of the Great as everyone knows is Mandrake's father so um, kid will stumble into a theatre and meet a, a young Mandrake. Which will be uh, which will be good fun. Yes. Um, nice. He'll call him Boy Drake, but he, but he won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> so, um, while we're back onto your, yeah. your new innovations, and I'd um, like to live with that. Sorry. Keep going. And then, then after that, I've to live with uh, with his uncle and auntie and start school, and um, he will meet Diana and all of that. And that's you know that's when the, the um, you know the coming of age adventures uh, start mm. pretty well. I, I think a lot of people. Well, um, and there's also a um, if you. No, in the um, in the in the little animated short. Mm. Aimed by Kit, um, she'll she'll turn up again. Is, is all I can say. Ah. Mm. Very cool. Mm. Stay tuned. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like you're having a lot of fun with Kid Phantom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would that be one of the most, uh, one of the more rewarding, fun projects you've worked on? Oh, certainly. That 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 and John size. John size is just great because I'm getting to, um, well, getting to 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 use some some artists that um, I've always wanted to to um, to work with. Uh, Glenn Lumsden, for example, is doing some killer covers. They're just mm. they're just mm. knockouts, and they really um, capture the, the the spirit and and the feel of the times. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he, he's about, enjoying it too. Yeah. You can tell. Um, mm. And, and to, no, go on, go on, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I can tell that he's enjoying it by some of his Facebook um, posts and comments and stuff. Um, yeah. I just wanted to, with Giant Size, all these extra characters, like, you own the rights for those, correct? Because they were uh, a lot of. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. But you'll see, you'll see, I mean, for example, in the latest issue, issue three, there's a, a, a reprint of Crimson, Crimson Comet number one. And that's not one of Fruz. That, that's just another, another uh, character that was contemporary uh, with uh, or to the the Fru characters at that time. And we got permission from John Dixon's um, uh, kids to to reprint that. Okay. Um, oh, and there, there'll be some more of that too. There'll be some um, some other characters coming up soon, which Fru didn't name, but they um, but pe- and people who read the Fru comics, the other Fru comics back then, will know these characters. They were, they were that popular back then mm-hmm. so um and there'll be some new stuff as well we're doing a new uh, um a, a, a new planet man story which uh 
And a lot of people don't remember Planet Man. It was a through comic. I think it went for four or five issues. I think it was four from memory. And um, and pretty derivative, just a, a Buck Rogers type in a really bad space element. <laughs> and um, uh, Chris Sakira has, has, has written a, a reintroduction, bringing, uh, kicking and screaming into the 21st century. And uh, Massimo Gamberi, Italian artist, is, um, is, uh, is doing the story. And I think he's, he's probably already posted some... Um, some pages yeah. with which he which he does. <laughs> um, now he also um, did looks, the Christmas special for this cover. Yeah, for this year yeah, as it well. Look, yeah. It looks fantastic. It's done in a. Um, uh, it's almost a um, like a, a Raymond uh, style, which which if you know what I'm talking about, it's classic Flash Gordon. It just looks beautiful. Mm. So, so that, yeah, that, that's the stuff that I'm enjoying. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to ask a quick question regarding uh, Giant Size. Now, you said before that um, uh, there's there's been a lot of positive um, uh, people talking about it and buying it. Are a lot of these people, um, like, would you, like, not... Like not Phantom fans, but like other um, like Australian fans, and then they're buying it because it's there are classic Australian stories. And, yep, and is that yep, we're getting, is that opening yep, up? We're getting new, some of them. Yeah. yeah. And so is that opening yep. up like a new market and stuff like that? Well, we we, we hope so. Um, I mean, the, the the general opinion that we get from the, the people who um uh, who remember it from from back then is that it's um. It's uh, they they get it. They understand that it's a, a, a tribute or a homage, or whatever you want to call it, and um, and it's all being done in, in the spirit of, of the original. And it, uh, most of the people are getting that, which is good. Yeah. Mm. Can I ask you, Glenn, just uh, just to, to take a slight tangent from that? Um, you talked about Massimo Gamberi, and, and he's um, already posted a few of his pages online and that sort of thing. And we've we've had conversations in the past around. Um, uh, Jamie Johnson obviously is a, well. He's become very aware, or was always very aware of um, trying not to give too much away, too many spoilers. Um, um, Mike Manley is well, yeah, is look, they're, they're, very typical for it. Do you, do you have a big problem yeah. with the artists going ahead like that, or look, the the, the big problem is, and look, I, I um, you know, surely, um, well, as you said, I mean, I, I understand that um, they, that's, they need to promote themselves and they need to, to get their work out there for people to see it and. You know the point that you made about um, spoiling the surprise um, certainly uh, is an aspect, but the, the biggest one is that um, our stuff doesn't get um, approved by King Fuji's until maybe two or three days before it goes to print, which oh. is why, <laughs> which is why you know we're, it, it happens at the last minute because we, we're just so busy and because we, the, the thing is complete, um, the, the comic itself hasn't been put together until. You know, two or three days before we send it to the printer, so we have to send it to King in New York, wait a couple of days for their approval, and then as soon as it comes back, we push a button and goes to the printer. Mm. And so um, we, um, you know, a lot of what these guys are posting uh, hasn't been approved, and, and although we haven't had a slap on the wrist yet, it, it's quite feasible that King Fuji's may mm. see it one day and say you can't do that. Mm. Um, so we, we've just got to, you know, it's got to be. We, we had a we had a problem with the um as you re- may remember the um the girl phantom um annual yeah. what was on the back cover we couldn't we couldn't use because it, in their opinion it was too um oh, what's, what's the word I guess 
Tivius. Um, the comment was that it looked like a, a 1960s porn poster. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, we had the yes, same had comment, to, had actually. To, <laughs> so did King Features actually knock that back? So we had to take it off and, and find... Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we had to, um, yeah, we had to change that at the last minute and, and tell the printer, um, you know, hold, hold your horses, we've got something else coming over. And that, that, mm. that's a good example. That, that, that can happen literally at, at um, while we're, you know, ready to, ready to, to print. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your relationship like with King Features? Like, um, so like, how does that all happen? And you may have a lot, lot to do with them. I, I, I know yeah. the... the, the, the Lady over there who handles all of international marketing is um, a lady called Kathy Titus. I've uh, met her and, and, and corresponded with her over the years as I've had different licenses um, mm. personally mm. with with them. Um, but most of it goes. Uh, uh, Jim had set up. He went over there to, to uh, in the late eighties, mid eighties, late eighties to um to to set that in place. But everything else. Uh, um, you know, the cards, the posters, uh, whatever we do, goes through Merchantwise, who is King's agent down in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're lovely people. They're really nice to deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yep. Cool. So um, some of the other innovations um, that you have brought brought along, we won't spend too much on this because we've got heaps of other questions we want to ask you. <laughs> um, probably the ones but, that so, are... Hang on. I'm just going just gonna to unroll my sleeping bag. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. So one of the ones that I would love to answer to hear about is um, the plans for Heart of Darkness and also for your trade paperbacks. Okay, well, right. First of all, the trade paperback, the first one is on Friday. Um, and it looks fantastic. They've done a really good job. Mm. Um done a few deliveries to some of the shops. It's, as you probably know, it's called, um, for those who came in late, and it's just a collection of all the essential, well, to my mind, the essential stories. Um, it's, it's a phantom primer, and the whole point of it, um, apart from us, apart from through getting into bookshops and not news agencies, which, which we really need to do to survive, um, is that uh, it'll be sitting there, hopefully displayed. People will walk through and, and they'll either say, oh, I remember the character. I used to read this when I was a kid. I think I'll pick this up. Or mm. I love the Phantom. I think I'll buy this for my kid or mm. whatever. Mm. Um, but it's got um, – you've probably seen the post. It's got uh, uh, you know, the story of the first Phantom. Um, it's got the story of Hero, of Devil, um, the Phantom Child, one of the, one of the two versions uh, where uh, Kit, young Kit Walker first meets uh, young Diana. Um, Walker's Table um, – some of them are um, different versions of the ones that uh, we're used to or have seen before, but that was done really just to keep a, a bit of variety in there so that we could have mm. a, um, um, a few different artists. You know, Wilson McCoy, so mm. a very famous through just to, just to liven it up a bit. And it's all been, it's all been done in colour, and Ivan Peterson over in Norway has been uh, really helpful in colouring some of the stories for us because uh, he has access to um, well, the pristine file. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned the mm. childhood of the Phantom. One of the and things that we discussed in the last podcast, um, Stephen asked why one childhood of the Phantom was used and not the other. Um, so have you used the other, the, the daily story instead of the Sunday or vice versa in this one? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because we knew back then, believe it or not, this is um, this was planned. That um, uh, <laughs> I believe it. That we um, okay, thousands wouldn't, but um, we knew that we wanted to have both series out there, um, and uh, perfect opportunity to use the two the two different ones. Mm. Mm. Oh, cool! That's so, really good. So you've got other trade paperbacks in in mind to come out for the bookstalls and stuff like that as well. For, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, look, the, the heart of darkness is a real thorny one. Um, <laughs> uh, I personally would just like to put the whole thing out as a one big, you know, 360-page hardcover and just get it over and done with. So, you know, we could say, here it is. If you want to read it, mm. off you go. See you, see you next month, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that that would annoy a lot of people, the comments and, and yeah. reading it. But, but the, the big problem is that it's, it's originally used as um, – as a, as a backup, because the Swedes page count went from 32 down to 22 pages, we needed to fill up those extra pages, and that's when Heart of Darkness uh, was brought in. Um, yeah. Since then, and probably my fault more than anyone else's, um, <laughs> because what we've what we've been printing ever since we've taken over has been um, well, it's been a mixture. It's been a bit of bit of mm. bit of everything, but not always necessarily a 22 page uh, Swedish story. So all of a sudden. Um, Heart of Darkness will get bumped for that issue um, and I, I really wanted to introduce the, the Fenderwide Gaslight series mm-hmm. and we needed to do that um, there was a particular it was, but we needed to have that spare uh, backup feature sitting there uh, and that's been started and so what's happening now is I mean to try and put it simply, uh, whenever there's a 22 page story we have to choose between a, an 8 page Fenderwide Gaslight or an 8 page Heart of Darkness Mm. And I, I would like to. I mean, the, the current line of thought is to put it out as two separate trade paperbacks. So break it in half. Right. Put out the first one ne- next year sometimes, because by then the comic will have caught up to, to somewhere close to um, uh, to the end of the first half. Yeah. And then put out this, put out the second, the second one. You know, a year later when we're close to finishing in the comic. So you. you yeah. Continue to put the heart of darkness in the back of um, you, you, you've sort of committed to that. I think I think I think we have to. I think we have to. If we don't do it, uh, there, there will be some people who will be upset. It's almost a case of whatever way you, whatever decision you make, you kind of upset people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of that's life through. You know? <laughs> it is. It, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Someone's not going to like it. You know. Yeah. And, and you cannot. But, you cannot please everybody, that's for sure. But we had, we had one guy yeah. writing about the, um, uh, the 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 girl Phantom special, um, saying yes. that it was for poofters. Yeah, quote unquote. That's yeah. not a word I use myself, but um, mm. anyway. Do you find that ele- having your different titles or your like, for instance, Phantom's World, your trade paperbacks, um, you know, giant size and stuff like that, it allows you to cater. Or more people rather than just having the one regular series? Would you think that's a fair assessment? Uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get it to. Um, I mean, we've got to be very careful because there's, there's a fine line here. We don't want to mm-hmm. um, saturate the market. We don't want to have, um, you know, just throw it all out there and, and expect people to buy everything because that's not that's not fair. That the average Phantom fan, from what from what I've gathered, has a um, um, budget. I won't say a shallow pocket, but but it, it's not a, it's not limitless, you know. <laughs> yes, and all the wives said thank you. <laughs> you know, all the wives hate me. But, um, 
<laughs> but um, there, there's there's room for um, I think for everything we're doing now. I, th- I think there's 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 room for there's a market for um, uh, Jones Highest Fandom is, is is hopefully scratching the itch of a, of a few of the older people who um, who remember that stuff. The kid fandom is um, uh, hopefully appealing to 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 kids to to the tweens and the, the young teenagers, which is exactly what it, it should be doing and. The, the, um, and the, the fandom's world, I think, is, is appealing to the well to the hardcore fandom fan who who, who yeah. just wants more, just wants more fandom stories. Mm-hmm. You know. So, do you think, Glenn, that all of the trade paperbacks will be in colour? I mean, the um, the for those who came in late is is advertised as glossy, full colour, and I can't wait to see that. Will gaslight like the heart be, of darkness? Yeah, gas gaslight. Our good thing about um, one of the good things about Jason Paul. Is that um, whenever he produces a story uh, for us, like two or three days later, it turns up in colour, and that's the oh, nice. kind of guy he is. He's a, and, and and we've got all the colour files sitting there ready for a um, oh, wow. for a fan of my gaslight trade paperback. And he's also he's also written and drawn a couple of full stories himself, which 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 um, we'll get in there pretty soon too. Mm. Oh, that's oh, great. Wow. Mm. So he's um, he's done a sorry. No, 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 you go. No, he's done a um. It's great if um, uh, if you know your Lovecraft. He's done a um, a story about um, Herbert West, who was a reanimator. But uh, Herbert oh. West's grandfather um, in London in the um, in the, the early 19th century, uh, reanimating a corpse um, and getting a little bit of help from Victor Frankenstein, who he's going to uh, Royal College of Medicine with, um, and he's. he's Written, written and drawn this uh, great story called The Anatomist, which uh, which will be coming up soon. He's just about to start one um, where the Phantom meets Dorian Gray. Um, so, so this we'll is separate to is, Phantom by Gaslight. It's still still in the in the the genre or the still era. part of the Gaslight milieu, if I can if I can use that word. It's, so yeah. it's in the world of, of, the, of the Phantom by Gaslight, but it's not part of the um, the ongoing storyline that you're seeing. Okay. And we'll, we'll do that from time to time because um, that's a good thing about well about you know being the boss. I can say yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so are you? No, you it's must a good be thing really about that, that period. You must be really keen then to be getting all of these um, Australian artists um, producing oh, stories. Yeah. Like I know yeah. Jamie Johnson's just yeah. absolutely thrilled, and we we spoke to him on the podcast um, about you know following in your footsteps yeah. and. And being an Australian artist to produce a Phantom story, if you, you've, you're saying now that Jason Palos is doing it as well, and um... yeah, look, look Jamie's going to be um, Jamie's going to be a big name. I think he's got um, mm. he's got the chops and he's got the right attitude. And he's just getting better and better and better all the time. Mm. You know? uh, mm. um, Jason Paulus is, is, is amazing. He'll um, you know I'll, I'll get an email saying look, I've got this idea for a story, and I say that sounds great. And the next day I'll have, I'll have the entire. 22 pages roughed out. We'll say that's great, and the next the next day it's finished. You know, <laughs> the day after it's coloured. He's just just yeah. insane. I mean, just the guy. And he's got young yeah. kids as well. Where does he fit it in? I don't. He's got yeah. I think he's got three, three or four, no, three kids. I think, and he's building building his own house down at um, Port Kembla, I think, or something like that. Uh, in, in his spare time. He's he's embarrassing us, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I got one kid that I'm tired. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and his stuff is his stuff is, is um his artwork is is, is faultless and, and the, the the storytelling is is excellent. He really knows how to pace a story. Mm. Um, I remember watching so his he, sketches on the sketch cover and like he like you know and everyone's fabulous watching them sketches, but 
it was like totally in his element and it was almost like you were watching it in fast forward or you yeah, know yeah. like two times speed yeah 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 he's been doing it for for, for, for zonks and he just um it's just like a you stick a pencil in his hand it's just like an extension of his body you know it's just mm. wonderful to behold and what about the um the, the sort of Khalif story that um, you mentioned back in the Ink Spot magazine. Uh, that's know. about, I guess, about three quarters done. I think that's um, that work uh, looks fantastic. Um, it'll be a graphic novel in, in the true sense. Uh, its first re- release will be graphic, slightly oversized, sort of more squarish, I, I guess, in a, in a regular comic. Um, Full colour, and um, we're going to try and get that into the bookstores as well if we can. Nice. Cool. Uh, looking forward to that as well. That the um, yeah, and again, I guess it's twelve months ago now that um, Giancarlo Caracuzzo started um, putting a few of those pages on on Facebook for yeah. us to see. So um, yeah. they, yeah, they he's, look he's, fantastic. He's done all things. Yeah, they look beautiful. Yeah, and and it's got a really nice, fresh. Um, well, I guess you'd call it a European style. It, it's um. Yeah, it's it's the kind of kind of comic that you you can you can pick up and just just look at to to, to see the, the pretty pictures. You know, it's just yeah. lovely. Nice. So um, moving on from your comics that you've that you've introduced, and it's um, moving on to your products. Now there's been a few, so we'll go through them, and then um, you can kind of comment as you see fit. So we've got the signature series, uh, the Kiwi yep. covers, the file yep. cards, the bookmarks. The universe cards, the coloring in book, and then also the sketch cover, uh, and then you've also got the jam covers yep. and stuff like that as well, with the file, um, the folios as well. So, um, yep. lots of new stuff, isn't it? When you when yeah. you list it out like that. Well, my 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 my, my, yeah, my comment would be yes, you're absolutely right. We did them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, so, no, what Jermaine's question is, can we have more, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. You know uh, where Jermaine's um, at. <laughs> well, no, it was more like um, so. The, you, so you've you've brought through a lot. What are some ones that you're very proud of? Uh, or um, like obviously, and I guess the thing that that I've enjoyed about you guys is that when something hasn't worked, i.e., with the Kiwi covers. You stopped it, like you're not afraid of almost admitting that you've made a mistake and you know moving on to oh, the next yeah. idea. Look, yeah, I, I really thought that had um, maybe sparked some kind of interest over in New Zealand, but but now they're, they're all asleep, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and sales, 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 I mean, sales are going up in Australia, but they're going down there. It's, uh, and, oh wow! Happen. I know there are people over there that, that read it. Maybe they're subscribing. Now, I don't know, but um, let me put it this way. I'll, and on the T-shirt was a black square, and underneath the black square it said Auckland Nightlife. And <laughs> <laughs> they the nice same people who are buying fan of comics. <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, the sales of New Zealand just went down even more after that joke, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, look, I I I, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the 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 trick was to get Gordon and Gotch to put half and half uh, into the into the news agents to see if if the brown half sold more, if, if there was any kind of, of um, mm. um, national pride in, in picking up a, a phantom in its original New Zealand colour. Um, but but they, they stuffed that up. I mean, I, I was seeing New Zealand covers here in Sydney, so, I, you know, who knows what happened. 
Yeah, I did hear about that story. Um, so some of the other ones that have been uh, more successful, like the um, the jam covers, the the, the uh, folios, uh, the posters and stuff like that. Um, so like, which one of those um, like have you enjoyed and seen like um, interest amongst? The, the the jam covers are good fun, but they kind of only um, become as much fun, I think, for the the, the, the buyer when they're there at Supernova because it's it's a um, it's you know it's all part of the atmosphere of being you know, getting artists to sign up and seeing them all in person and meeting them and that kind of thing. But um, mm-hmm. um, the, the the folios will spin out from that, um, and that's that's an ongoing thing. Um, we've got a couple of other. Uh, I guess you call them themes for folios coming up soon, but the, again, it's now you know, up to me to find the, the time to to do them. Plus, we don't want to keep on throwing them out because, like I said, there was a there was a saturation point. Yeah, we'd, we'd probably be having this with two folios per year, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that's a good. That, idea. that, that suits that my works. wallet, to be honest. <laughs> so what will that yeah, be? And, 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 um... Well, it'll, well, I mean, ideally, it should be supernova and, and, and Christmas. Ideally, yeah. so let's. Yeah. It didn't happen this year. We're just too busy. We, we, we've had we had a big couple of weeks just getting everything ready to, to go to the printer before Christmas because A class down and we go out and all that sort of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, this this year Supernova is going to going to be a, a, an interesting one. Um, Andrew Conson has written a um, a sequel to the Black Fire story or story. Oh. oh wow! And it's great. It really is. And uh, we've got a, a young Adelaide artist called Paul Bullman doing the um, the artwork and, and it's just a knockout. He's um, again someone who's going to be a big name uh, pretty soon, I think. And we'd like to have that as the supernova issue. But what would we do for the folio? We can't go and do another Phantom Down Under theme again. That's been done. So uh, mm. I've got to work around that one. Mm. Any ideas? Um, yeah, yeah, there's a fruit crew badge there waiting. Oh. Right. I'm still. I'm, I'm just sulking. I'm just sulking that I might not. I might miss it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be no help. Um, surely Australia. Sure, you'll be able to organise someone to pick it up for you. Yeah, better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some of the others, and I, I guess some of the things like the uh, the bookmarks that you had at the um, uh, Supernova this year. The, the thing that I like about them is that they were, like, cheap and attainable. Yeah, that's all they are. That's all they are. They're, yeah. they're just something that people can buy uh, cheaply uh, to get the artist to sign. That, that, that's all they are. Mm. And, and, then, and there'll, be, there'll, be more, there'll be more this year. There'll be some new ones. Oh, yeah, because, like, you've got, cause you've got you know, okay, you've got the people like us that are in your 30s to your 60s who have got a little bit more disposable income. Then you have your people that are, you know, hopefully you have your teenagers that are picking up with Kid Phantom and, and you know, and stuff like that, and they don't always have disposable income. So I guess that's the thing that I liked about it is that, you know, it was, you know, cheap for them to kind of pick up and, you know, to use for school or, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is there, um just, just on that, yeah. like, I was very excited to be able to get, I think, six or seven artists to sign my... Um, um, bookmarks at Supernova, but that obviously, you know, that leaves eight or nine that haven't. Is there any chance of um, getting some sort of uh, registry of addresses or whatever that we can we can send? Um, I don't know if we can do that. It, it, it's um, it's like the like the sketch covers. We get people 
being out and saying, oh, I want a sketch cover drawn by Cy Barry and things like that. And so what you've got to do is yeah. get in touch with Cy Barry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably fair yeah. enough. I can understand. And, and, and those, those privacy bookmarks, issues. They're all, they're all, <laughs> you, can, you can find them all. They're, they're, not, they're not hard yeah. to find, you know? Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And Jeremy Oliver would jump at the chance to. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. um, like, I've had a couple done by overseas people. And, you know, you know, obviously there's the delay with postage sending it both ways, but, um, you know, yeah, most of them are pretty, pretty cool to do it. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Um, Glenn, I wanted to ask you about the, the cards, two lots of cards, the file cards to begin with. Um, they're, it's yep. amazing how quickly they're marching on. We're now into well into the 200s. Um, you must be pleased with how those are coming out, but one of the criticisms... Yeah, we had a really good really good reaction. If it's, sorry, now one of the criticisms is... Oh, uh, just... Um, I think that we'd, we'd like to see... A, <laughs> and David Butts is going to kill me for this. Sorry, David. Um, I know you're listening. Um, just We'd probably like to have a little bit more information on the back about you know what was a really cool old jungle site yeah, that appeared that. on the back or um, those sorts of things. Oh, but who's, who's going to do that? I mean, we, we, we have to sleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> do you? I mean, I mean, really? There, there are people out there that know all that stuff, but the problem is we have to go and get it checked and verified, and, and, and that all takes time. Yeah. All that information that we're putting on the back now is, is information that, that people, uh, a few people know, and it's, we don't have to verify because we know it's, it's correct, and we can grab mm. it each one they need to go to, to print and, and just send them off. But we, we don't. I mean, in an ideal world, if, if, if I had a, a day a week to do stuff like that, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great. But... And for example, we've got um, now on the back of the latest set of file cards, cover art by, by Tommy Hughes, um, who, as we all know, did um, did the free covers for um, oh, right up until 1970, I think, or something like that. Um, he did all, all the the famous covers in the five, six, seven, eight hundreds, um, pretty much before uh, Tessa came along. Um, oh, but and, I've just found out from, yeah. But I've just found out from um, uh, Peter Chapman's uh, widow that Peter Chapman did uh, a few of those covers. Every time Tommy used to go on holidays, uh, Peter Chapman would step in and draw one. And so now, hmm. <laughs> what do we do? We've got to try and find out which ones he did. No one, no one knows. No one remembers. How are you going to find out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. So you, you, you open a can of worms once you start um, trying to dig up information. Because yeah. back then. No one really cared about that type of stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. And like when things are and there's there's covers there which which to my eye and I've got, I've got a I've got a good eye for um, for artistic style. I think it's my right one. My left one's not too good, but um, <laughs> there there are some covers there which um, when I look at I say oh yeah I can see Peter Chapman there. It just just in the way those um, those creases are placed on the, on the trousers or whatever, but um, I could be wrong, you know. Yeah, it's just just my opinion at the end of the day. All right, so that was an excellent response to that question. Uh, now that my next my follow up was about the um, the universe cards. Um, I don't even think yep. Jermaine might have been in Bali when we talked about this. Uh, when I talked about this with Stephen, um, the universe cards, fantastic idea. Love the love the concept. Um, my query there is around the canon, and um, regular listeners will know that um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Lee Fork canon and the newspaper canon. Um, the very first universe card brought into question, I guess that, and the and the, the, the universe cards, 
you know, set themselves up, I suppose, as, as telling canonical facts about the characters. Um, and the, the, the Phantom card, number one, talked about the Sandal Singh saga and that sort of, um, you know, is, is Sandal pregnant to, to the Phantom? So it, how, do you, how do you draw the line or decide what goes on the back of those, um, of those universe cards which have the potential to, to establish what is the canon of the Phantom? Well, um, and you probably won't like this, to my mind, um, the, the Fru canon and the Swedish canon um, should be almost interchangeable. And I know that it's, it's, it's heretic. <laughs> oh, I've got the biggest smile on my face. But, um, so I just feel like saying, boo, yeah, Dan. No, I'm listening. But it's my opinion. Now, now bear in mind, too, that uh, for, for most of those stories that we're talking about, uh, Ulf Granberg was the, the editor over mm. at um, Samic Stroke Eggminder. And he was, um, he was a guy that, that really knew his stuff. So any, any story that was written under his auspices or, or written by him, because he, he wrote as well, um, did pay um, on before. And so it wasn't... It wasn't um, and, and look, there are exceptions because things, things uh, changed after, after he stepped down. But um, um, to, to a large degree, what he put out... Um, fit you know, quite comfortably um, hand in hand with, with what had already been before by Lee Fork. And that's, that's, that's my opinion. I, I don't think that the Swedish stories can be ignored. Hmm. So <laughs> regarding those universe cards, is, is it, a, is it a, a, a pure translation from when they appeared in the Phantom Men comics or are they modified slightly for the three pretty, pretty Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Pretty much. For those who don't know, I'll just say now that um, most of them were originally one-page, um, uh, one-page backup feature, I suppose you call it, in the Phantom and oh. Swedish uh, comic, and we uh, we have bought the rights from Egmont to um, to use them. And, and Andreas Eriksson, he wrote most of them. Doing translations. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there were three different artists, and and all, to my mind, the the, the best artists that. Egmont's ever had on the Phantom. Uh, Henrik Selstrom, Henrik um, Sof, uh, Johnson, uh, and Johnson. Selstrom. And is that lady yeah, as well? Ellen. Is it Eli? Yeah. yeah. Um, Ellen, Ellen, yeah, I think. And, and, and lovely art. And it just made sense um, for us to mm-hmm. pick it up. And, and like the file cards were an incentive, uh, for these cards are an incentive to subscribe to, subscribe to, the, um, to the quarterlies that we put out. Uh, but having, having said that, we'll be adding. No, I'm, all, all I want to say is that we'll be adding to it. We'll be putting um, some kid fandom cards in there. We'll be putting some gaslight cards in there. Mm. And um, when you start to see the phantom pop up and a few of the other true character stories in giant size phantom, you'll see uh, some cards showing the um, the other uh, characters from the true stable. Mm. So it will be expanded. Oh, and have, yeah, have you found awesome. that those, um, and, and I guess, you know, to finish the conversation about the cards, the whole purpose of them, as you've said, is that incentive to subscribe. Have you have you seen success in that, that the, the subscription numbers have jumped when oh, you've yeah. announced? Yeah, yeah. Although it had a, an adverse effect. Uh, what, we, what we didn't think of, again, my fault, was that um, um, the poor retailers, the comic shops that are trying to sell Phantom Comics, um, were starting to lose um, some of their Phantom customers. Um, so we've made the cards available to them as well. So if you go into your, your local comic shop and you want to um, put in a, what they call a standing order, which is like a, an over-the-counter subscription to comic shops, um, mm. 
for any of the uh, any of the the, the through comic you'll get the cards with them and if you don't you just ask them and they'll, they'll get on the phone and mm. get them and, and i think Stephen's starting to get his that way yeah it's really bumped up the uh, subscriptions which, which we need to do because we our reliance on and gordon and gotcha i don't think is a good thing we, we, we just mm. whenever you deal with, with with a monopoly um you don't have any control do you get more yeah, cut on the pie do you get a bigger cut of the pie with the with subscription yeah uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a better a better return, but it, it's like incredibly labour intensive. It really <laughs> well, is, you know, just poor, poor charges sitting there putting comics into bags for two or three days a week, you know. Mm. <laughs> well, I appreciate no. it as a subscriber. Thank yeah. you very much, Shah. <laughs> Let her know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she can listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, she can listen to the podcast while she's packing uh, all the comics. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was the Fru's treasure room that you've chucked on the website. Um, is like, is do you think you will be adding to that a little bit more, or? Yeah, yeah. As we uncover more things uh, when we unpack boxes, uh, we. We don't want to. It was Jim's policy to hang on to all this stuff, so that the um, uh, the, the price that he could ask for the company when he sold it um, um, would would be a uh, would be a, a, a better proposition for him. But it, it didn't quite work like that. And and I mean, frankly, half half this stuff is just taking up too much room, you know. Mm. Just and I think that any, go. any collector who and you see it on eBay or Gumtree all the time. Any collector who thinks they're going to sell their entire collection. Um, for top dollar is is probably um, not got their finger on the pulse. You, you need to split it no. up if you're going to yeah. maximise it. Yeah, yeah. We've got a whole uh, we've got boxes and boxes full of um, printers proofs, like uh, colour cover proofs for um, a lot of the comics going back into the 700s. Hmm. And and I mean, uh, to my mind, they're not worth a lot, but uh, we could probably. Drag them out and make them available at um, Supernova or the other conventions that we're going to be doing, and um, you know, sell them off for twenty twenty five each or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's yeah, one yeah, on yeah, eBay. A little bit of, yeah, I've seen them. They're, 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 that's a um, that guy who's selling those um, <laughs> used to work just near the through office, and every every time they'd throw out a stack of them, he'd pick them up from the garbage bin and take them home. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, enterprising. Very smart, yeah. 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 Especially if he can... um, I think he's got it on sale for $400, so um, he might want to sell a couple of those before this podcast comes out. Yeah, it's just just not worth that. It isn't, you know. Uh, But, but, you know, saying that, they're a little piece of through history, so... Yeah, they're unique, they're fun. You know, it might look nice framed. And it's got this this whole pop-art appeal about it. You just put it in a nice frame and... Mm. Whack it in the man cave, you know. Yeah, and you might get um, people who have got a special um, attachment to that comic. It might be one that they're, yeah. their first ever yeah. comic that they read, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or they might have it signed, or, or whatever, or the original art, or yeah. something. The, the first fan Norris... comic that their wife threw out when they when they got um, married. <laughs> <laughs> so. You made mention of Supernova and other conventions just then. Is that a hint that you are looking at going to other uh, comic conventions around oh, we're looking the world? At it. We, or, um, yeah, um, we, we're or committed to, to Supernova. Um, 
there's a good chance we might do Supernova Melbourne this year. Um, yeah. I think from memory, I could be wrong, I think it was on a, uh, a week after Sydney last year, in which case what we'd do is just bundle everything up and, and send it down with one of the um, one of the carriers that, that do that for some of the other people and just um, get down there the, 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 the week later and then do the weekend there. But um, it's, it's, not, it's just not worth packing up a you know, a two-ton truck and, and driving down. It's just too hard. Mm. Um, there is a there's a convention coming up in February in Canberra, uh, ACAF, I think they're called. I'm not sure. It's the Australian Cartoonists Association yes. Foundation for something. Right. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, run by Kath um, Brinkley. And um, uh, they want us to go there. They've offered us a store, which is nice. Um, but it's not going to have a huge crowd through. But the crowd that does come through will be die-hard um, comic fans. So it would be nice for us to be there, show off the trade paperback and a few other new things. Um, but Paul Mason and, and Andrew Constant are guests. So they'll be there. So what I'll probably do is get them onto the, onto the stand and just drive down with, with a uh, you know, car full of um, kid fans and stuff and trade paperbacks and whatever and just do the weekend with them. Mm. Mm. And that would be similar to, I guess, what we saw at the... The Oz Comic Con at Brisbane. I was like, uh, we'll see you up there. And, um, at Brisbane, yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be although there'll be a bit more fruit stuff up on, on display. Mm-hmm. Because, um, uh, so that'll be yeah. good. We'll probably get Bradley up from Albury and, and, and Luke Keegan up from from Wagga. You know, yeah, it's all close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Let, let's not tell people we're inviting them individually to come up to these things. Uh, well, the invite's there. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I know. Luke listens to this, and I think uh, Bradley still listens to this as well. So um, they probably just um, they probably just pressed pause and started messaging their wives, saying, um, I've, "I've got this. I need this time yeah. off. Start start getting on TripAdvisor." Yep, I'm sure. Yep. So, have you found? Uh, I'm not sure um, what the exactly. You've had a bit of a focus the last two years um, since you've been there of, of getting through to Supernova in Sydney. It's been worth your while doing, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, look um, it's – from a sales point of view, it, it's okay um, because it's not it's not a, not a cheap um, exercise. But from a PR point of view, it, it's uh, – we mm. can't put a value on it. We, we, it's just such a – it creates such goodwill, you know, with, with the people that turn up to, to – Come over and have a chat and shake. And you've been there, you've seen it. It's always for the, for the entire weekend. It's always buzzing, and that's um, that that create that that creates excitement to the point where people come over who don't know the fandom or maybe have a, a mild interest and just want to know what, what all the fuss is about. And that's that's the person we need, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Um, last, last well, no, this year. Sorry, it was it got. So, like, with you spacing out all the guests and stuff like that, you know, you, you pretty much spend the whole day there just so you don't miss out on stuff, which kind of means you, you, you don't get to cruise the other stores. So um, I know that was the problem that I had from my yeah, end. Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, me yeah. too, me too. I hardly got to see anything else. <laughs> well, we, we, it was a space issue. We couldn't fit them all behind there at the mm. same time. So. But it's a good problem to do because you know, we're spending money at you guys' table instead of somewhere else. So, you know, yeah. you did it well. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. No, that, they're probably the only ones we'll do this year, um, convention-wise. Yeah. So sales figures, have you um, 
Now, you said before at the start of the conversation that uh, the first two issues did really, really well after the gap. Um, do you feel like, uh, and so we're, like, and as much as you can tell us, like, uh, have they increased by a lot? Have they increased by enough compared oh, to what you put in or? Yeah, look, 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 enough is probably the, 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 the most, um, diplomatic answer I can give you. Um, <laughs> let me put it this way. It's, um, it's not as much as what, um, uh, Free was selling in its heyday. When I say heyday, this is when I first met Jim back in the, the late 80s, and, and he was, um, you know, he, he was, um, he was making money hand over fist back then. It, it had, a, yeah. um, had a really dedicated um, uh, fan base and circulation. And over the years, for whatever reason, and not, you know, not pointing fingers at anybody, but um, the, the, the interest kind of got, um, the interest waned. And by the time we bought it, um, it was um, um, not doing as well as what it should have been and so that's all been turned around and i think i think a lot of that is due not so much to, to what we're putting out but but also i think the astute reader um can see that there, there's um, there's a new team on board and these these new people have an energy and that's yes yeah. in, in a sense it's become contagious people are picking up on that and people say oh yeah i'm going to buy this because i don't want to miss you through God, I, I don't know. I think it's probably the new through pewter age. I think it's probably pewter. That's not bad. Yeah. So a few people have called it a. Um, uh, Callum has um, was it Callum or Duncan? One of them uh, dubbed it the Renee Sons. So um, you haven't told Renee that one, I hope, have you? Which one? The Renee Sons. <laughs> oh dear! No, don't tell him that. Uh, there, was, there was a couple of uh, others as well. That'll go, 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 go to his head. We're going to hear the end of it. <laughs> All right, so we won't tell Renee that one. So, but um, uh, so I, I guess because like we saw probably the the rebirth or the renaissance back in the late eighties and all that. Do you? Uh, and as as much as you said, like the figures have increased slightly, have. Do you feel that um, with the interest and, you know, I guess with the kid fandom and everything that's flown on with that, um, the new Indian movie that's come out and, uh, you know, the podcast and what, you know, we do, what are, <laughs> all the other other fans do and stuff like that. <laughs> that's good like to throw us in there, just sneak us in there. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're part of it, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Jump on the bandwagon. Um <laughs> Do you feel like that there is a um, like there is a bit of a bubble at the moment? A, li- a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's a worldwide bubble. It, it's 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 pretty. Um, yeah. Localized. Well, I, I think, it, I think it's, it's localized. Yeah, it, it, it's mm. what we're doing, I think. But um, uh, look, you know, it, it's it's interesting because we get um, we get feedback from from overseas people. We had a little a little um, half paid. People know what we're doing over here, and we've currently got um, through the energies of Massimo. We've got a, an Italian publisher, um, maybe looking at doing something with a switch, which could be good. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So, but, but don't, um, yeah. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. So, is there room? 
for and I know obviously there's license with King Features and everything like that as well. But is there room to tap into other markets like the Italian, maybe the Indian and or South America and stuff oh, like that okay. as well? It, it, it's 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 our biggest problem. Uh, I mean, as I alluded to before, um, dealing with a um, uh, uh, with a distributor that has a monopoly on on, on Australian news agents is is really testing, which is why we need to get it out there and into the book market and that in itself is a, is a whole lot of exercise it's not there's not one distributor that distributes to all bookshops uh, bookstores so there, there's a, a whole bevy of them and they don't all distribute um to the same ones and so you've got to go to bed with a, a few of them to, to get us um to get maximum uh, reach um yeah. but if and remember but we've only got the license for australia and new zealand if we yeah. If we had if we had a license for other parts of the world, if we could find a distributor in India, for example, and in oh, what's another good example? Um, okay, Italy, South America, Brazil, South America, Scandinavia. Um, it would make all of the difference. If if if, if I mean, imagine me, imagine an Indian guy, an Indian fan, and and we all know them, and we know how how mm. rabid they are, mm. being able to 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 jump online and, and order. Um, the latest through from someone around the corner, you know, it'd be it'd be yeah. ideal. But but King Features just won't entertain the idea, so we're, we're working on that one. Okay, so that is, I guess this is probably like a a pipe, not a pipe dream, but something that you are wanting to increase down, you know, whether it's a year or two or three years down the track. Yeah, and even things like the the um, the trade paperback. I mean, that would be nice to get into some American uh, comic shops or, 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 or American. Oh, okay. They would love it. Um, they would love it. We all know American yeah, fans yeah. who are just crying out for this sort of thing. Yeah, but but, but we can't. We're not allowed to. Do, so mm. we're working on it. That's good to hear. Now, um, uh, Dan, anything else you want to ask about uh, from a free point of view? Because I do want to uh, touch upon yeah. fanfare. Yes, um, no, there is a there is a couple more more thing through focus okay. things um, that I'd, I'd be keen to explore. One of the things I've really enjoyed. Glenn, about um, the, the fruit publication since you and Renee have come on board is the way that we're starting, and, and the wedding special is a really good example, actually, um, where we see little little snippets of, I guess, maybe what is your personal collection being published um, more broadly, and, and in the wedding special it was the Paul Ryan um, uh, um, picture yeah, that we've done yeah. at Lee that's a piece of Renee's that he bought it um, at the dinner, yeah. And I've always yeah, right. wanted to, to, to publish it because it's just a, a beautiful piece. You know? Yeah, and and the Mike Manley piece on the back, and and, and even the Lou Manor full. Circle yeah, that, that, that's, that's a that's a piece I got on, e, on eBay. Yeah. 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 So it, it's just wonderful for us, I think, as the regular fan, to be able to see some of these special parts of your collections that are being published more broadly. That must be pretty satisfying to be able to do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm of the. Um, of the opinion that if it's um, if it's a you know a nice piece of artwork, share it, get it out there, let people see mm. it. You know? mm. Yeah, as as there was also that uh, it wasn't there that Italian story as well that you brought the whole um, uh, the whole yeah, art there's a few of those. Yeah. yeah, there's a few of those. I've, I've got a, um, I've bought a couple and I bought a couple. Um, we've got I mean we've probably got about two years worth of stories to print in Phantom's World. Um, <laughs> one of one of the one of the problems we have with with Phantom's world is the stories are just so um, so simple, um, and, yeah. and they are again as I was saying before a, a, um, a window on, on the time that they were done. But 
what we have to do is um, translate them and then try to make a, a, a sensible story out of them. And um, and the trend, you, you, it's just not a case of sitting down in Google Translate and seeing what, what pops out because there's um, there's colloquialisms used and there, there's vernacular and you can't, um, you just got to, we, um, <laughs> I had an Italian friend um, uh, have a go at translating one of them and um, she, she couldn't do it. She said, oh, I'm Calabrese, I'm from the south, I had to take it to a nun. Oh. <laughs> and get it done. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not that simple. Um, so that's, that's, that's a big aspect of it. Um, what, what I'm, what, an idea I've had, I don't, I don't know if this will come to fruition, but um, uh, with both Phantom's World and Giant Size Phantom, and maybe even Kid Phantom yet, I don't know, it, we may do a, the fourth uh, issue towards the end of the year. It might be an annual, it might be a double, triple size and extra thick oh, so that we can nice. throw more in there. Yeah. yeah. Just get it out, you know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, no, that's another thing. That'll, that'll, yeah. yeah, all your Christmases come at once. You just don't tell the wife. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. But when, just while I'm on that, um, the uh, when this first story arc of Kid Phantom's finished, which is um, I think issue eight, um, we're going to collect them all together into a, a, a trade and, and market. And there'll be some pro stories, some illustrated pro stories in there, and, and some games and puzzles and that kind of stuff as well. So. That'll happen. Nice. So, um, did you say that was going to go into bookstores as well? Yeah, um, well, bookstores primarily, we hope. Yeah. Um, the the nice. same kind of market that, that where, where you'll see books like um, um, Weirdos and um, and Goosebumps, you know, those collections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And again, obviously, you know, you know, you know better than me, but that's going to be perfect for the that eight to twelve year old market. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And there's going to be all sorts of, uh, you know, kids to address that market. He's going to get a um, a Coyote pub um, down the track, which he's going to call Diablo and, and train. Yeah. So um, that'll be badge number six when it comes in. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, very good. Now, the, the other question I wanted to ask about Fruz before I let Jermaine unload on Fanfare um, just the covers. Now, now the covers of Fruz is, is something that. You know, for probably five or ten years prior to you guys taking over, was something that was a real question mark um, that fans had. And um, since you've come on board, obviously they have really, you know, re- really, really, really improved. Um, what the, a, a question that I sort of came up, and this is after listening to episode 33 and um, the last time that you got, that you talked to the Chronicle Chamber team. How did how did your experience, Glenn? as a cover artist um, with Jim, and, and you've already talked about the way that he sort of drove you and, and the, the guidelines that he gave you. How, how has that experience driven the way that you work with the cover artists that you have been employing today? And, you, and you've got to be... Oh, look, in, 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 every, in every way, I guess. I mean, look, all I'm doing is... is and we've got some amazing artists doing covers for us. So all mm-hmm. I'm doing is, is really treating them the way that I would have liked to have been treated myself. It, it, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, they're big things with me. I mean, the, the covers are so important because that, that's what you know. Up there on, on the on the, the, the bookshelf, the shelf in the in the newsagents, um, you're competing with all this other stuff. You're competing with American comics, and yeah. um, you know it, it's got to it's got to it's got to compete. It's got to it's got to stand out amongst that. Um, if yeah. the insides aren't aren't good, if the insides don't match what they see on the cover, well, that's then our job to, to do something about that. Make make the insides 
better, but you, you, you know, you're only get one, one crack at it. And uh, it's what I was saying before that, that the, um, you know, if you're repackaging a story that's been printed somewhere else in the world, for the Australian market, at least, you know, pay them the, um, the courtesy of producing a new cover for them so that you recognise that, you know, this is something which has been produced for Australia alone. And that's that's yeah. that's that's, yeah, that's another policy. I'll have to get a big blackboard and put all these policies up one day. <laughs> you could uh, do it as a um, like the Phantom Club had their uh, what was it their six their six points of the of the club or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah something yeah, similar. Yeah. Yeah. Guidelines, yeah. Yeah. So have you missed not doing Phantom covers because you've only done what was it only one this year so far and that was the well I've got. Another one coming up soon, but I just, I mean, I'd love to be doing more, I would love to be doing stories, but I don't have time, you know, it's just it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good question, I guess, um, which I think was on our uh, run sheet somewhere. Um, have you enjoyed bringing in uh, new phantom stories created by Australians, but also created, I guess, by, through, um, for the Australian audience? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, um, it's been tremendous fun. Whether whether they're going to be um, successful or not is another story. And um, mm. I mean, understand that. And, and this is um, and this is where I, I do agree with with um, Jim Shepard's policy that um, producing something locally um, is a big expense, and you need to be yeah. able to justify that by by uh, with, with sales. So that's. Where having overseas distribution, especially, I mean, for example, something like collecting all of those Fender by Gaslight stories into a trade paperback and getting it out into the American or the English or European market would make a huge difference because um, you've got people over there that would appreciate that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just, just got to wait and see. No worries. So, uh, Dan, you got any more final questions on free? No, well, I guess that I, 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 perhaps as a linking question, perhaps the it's it's you've obviously you're a very busy man, Glenn, because you've got through and then you've got fanfare. How do you how do you go juggling um, through and fanfare? Well, when a juggler learns to juggle, he always drops something. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's uh, man, it, it is a real juggling act. It's um. I mean, there's, there's a lot of occasions where I'm sitting down here at my desk at Fru knowing I should be doing something uh, that needs to be done for Fru and I've got to do something that needs to be done for Fanfare because there's a guy over in Hong Kong and he needs to get a, 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 a pattern off to the, you know, the, the moulding factory in China or something like that, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and it's the kind of stuff that, um, because it's all happening in my head, I, I can't delegate it. I've just got to sit down and do it myself. He's a good example, and, he, and he's a he's a, a scoop. Um, a couple of guys approached Merchantwise um, oh, a few months ago now, um, a couple of game designers, and wanted to take out a license for a Phantom game, a board game. Oh and, wow! Um, uh, and so Merchantwise put them onto us, and I went down and met with them, the Melbourne guys, and um, really smart fellows. They, they've done some some very successful uh, Kickstarter campaigns for some of their games, and. Um, we're going to take out a license to do a phantom board game, um, and that'll happen nice. next year somewhere. But it won't be your simple, you know, snakes and ladders monopoly type thing. It'll be a—I uh, don't know if you, you play them these days, but, but uh, board games these days are kind of um, 
uh, they're kind of like a almost an extension of the, the, the Dungeons Dragons magic card type games where there's um, things that uh, need to be gathered and accrued before you can do anything and, and, um, and strategies are important. So it, it's, a, it's a well thought out game. Uh, the first one is based on the um, Pirates of the Red Dragon three-parter. Uh, um, and what I want to do to make the thing more collectible is for each of the, the players in the, in the game, I want to have a little figure. Uh, that goes with it. So there'll be a, a, a you know a phantom and a, a princess sin and. Um, is she gonna have clothes on? <laughs> all of the, um, well, or is that gonna be the uh, is that gonna be the R-rated version? That's the add-on. Well, what I'll do is I'll supply supply <laughs> the, the add-on or the takeoff. The takeoff. <laughs> now the figure will come with a small jar of red paint, so you can put it on yourself if you're offended. <laughs> It's very hard wow. when, when you're, you're hand, handshaking, but um, <laughs> it'll, it'll and and what we'll probably do to sweeten sweeten the pot is do a like a trade paperback at the, the three stories um, mm. to throw in there, which you'll be able to get later. But if you buy the game first, you get it quicker, and maybe even a new story like a sequel to the to the, the trilogy. Throw that into the book and, and, and make it make it an even sweeter um, deal. Yeah, so, so this will be through fanfare. No, this will be through Fru. Okay, mm-hmm. sweet. Um, so I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be um, a whole other world for us. If it works, and I think it will, because these guys really know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Um, we then we then do um, we, we do more. We do um, the, the next box set, or we do an extension, or an add-on, or whatever. And with each yeah. one, you get you get the little figure, and you, and you collect the figures. Um, wow. I mean, one of the things we want to do uh, we want to do a triads trade paperback. If you remember that, yeah. um, yes, that was a great start. Yeah, and filming's done a new cover before it. It looks fantastic. With PH, of course. Uh, that may, that may, that may, yeah, everyone's closed. But that may be a, um, that may be a, um, a game yet. I, I don't know. We just got to wait and see what happens. Mm. But one of the problems with these trade paperbacks too, and this, this is a problem with Heart of Darkness, is that um, even though they may have originally been printed in colour. Um, like us now, in front of black and white files, and we don't really want to put them out in um, black and white. I think if you're going to go buy mm. a book or a trade paperback, I think it needs to be full colour throughout. So, that's yeah, because like Heart of Darkness was black and white, white, wasn't it? I think it was colour originally. I think was, when I they reprinted it in, in the in the Chronica. Remember, it was in the four issues mm. of, the, of the Phantom and Chronica. Yeah. Chronica, if you can, yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it was black and white then because that, that is a black and white book. But originally in the comic, it was colour. Oh, okay. So, uh, so just to, just to go back to that the, the game idea. So, are you saying um, mid year type thing? Is that when we can look forward to that? And see, here we go. I shouldn't have said anything because it probably won't be mid year. <laughs> no, um, look, the no, fact a lot that of things have to happen on the horizon is exciting. So, look, mm. if you were to say mid year twenty twenty, people would be excited. <laughs> yep. But it, it'll it'll be great. It's, it's it's a whole it's a whole other area of um, um of, of like you know phantom fun that we're all going to have. Mm. Awesome. So does regarding fanfare, like how does that fit with Fru now? Seeing because obviously when you created fanfare, you didn't have Fru. You weren't the publisher of Fru. So like where like where does that fit now? 
Well, it just depends on, on um, what it is. I've got um, – there's probably about another seven or eight different products which uh, I've got approval for with uh, through MerchantWise for Fanfare. Yeah. That will that will come out through Fanfare because it's because um, I've got the license already. So um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, through through those licenses for well, apart from the comic for posters and prints, the portfolios uh, now badges uh, which we had to get for Kid Phantom, uh, for, and for the cards. So if, if anything that happens that fits within those licenses will come out through through. Yeah. Okay. And then what? Anything and, else? And, and, whether it's more jigsaw puzzles or or yeah. statues and stuff will come through fanfare. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And remember too that that coming from fruit, that there is a general perception that um, you know because they've been around since nineteen forty eight that they're a, a trusted company and people are yeah, happy to, to buy something from from fruit. You know. Than true. Anything else. Yeah. yeah. So will we see more jigsaw puzzles? Um, I think so. They they went well. Um. The next two, I've, I'm thinking of putting out the um, Phantom Goes to War cover as a jigsaw puzzle, um, oh, nice. which would be another hard one to do because a lot of, a lot of it's white. Yeah, and there's that nice. famous um, Charlton, I think it's a Charlton cover, or it's a King Features cover of the Phantom upside down in, in water, diving in water, oh, yes. if you know the one. Oh, the um, shark one. Yeah, I can tell you the... It's number nine. It's a it's King. Was. Yeah, King. I think it was number nine. I'm looking at it. Number 18. Oh, right. Number 18, you're right. Yep. Yep. Number 19. Hang on. Did you say that again, Glenn? No, the recording is sort of dodgy through there, Jermaine. We didn't really get that. I've got something quarter of a throat, I think. Um, Okay, cool. And and, and, just, 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 just while we're on it... um, if, you know, if we're talking about bad puns like um, Renaissance, when we start in- introducing when we start introducing the Phantom with some of our other through stable of characters, um, it's going to be called the Fruniverse. So I just thought I'd throw that in. Ah, Sorry, I don't mind that. <laughs> People here so, do, but anyway. <laughs> talking about um, talking about those type of little catch cries, we've noticed that. Um, uh, the Forkist has been getting a fairly decent run in at fruit, and uh, another one that was uh, that was cited today was the Happy Phantom at the end of uh, Dudley's um, messages <laughs> from the publisher. Yes, when Dudley first heard that, he burst out laughing, and he said, "I've got to use that." <laughs> and the, uh, he did. the checks in the mail, Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to sign off for that tonight? Oh, we always do. <laughs> yeah, okay, always. Okay. You yep, can sign off as okay. well if you want with that. <laughs> well, okay. Let, let's let's not get too ready to sign off. Though I'm I'm very keen to, to hear about that uh, the life size bust. Now that is well beyond my um, earning capacity to be able to buy that, and I know it's a mm. it's super limited edition. Um, I didn't even yeah. bother asking the wife for that one because I just knew what the answer was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Up. right. Um, have you, you, have you have seen have you seen one in the flesh yet? No, no, not, no. Um, but I've seen photos of people standing Quite next amazing. to them and, and, and that sort of thing. They they just look yeah, fantastic yeah. in photos. Yeah, they're they're amazing. But but and now let me say, I mean, I know it's you know it's fourteen ninety five, including freight and all of that. But um, we're not making a lot on them because they're they're uh, they're costing us they're costing well, me a bit. Um, 
they come from Greece. Um, they're done by a uh, what he calls himself a master sculptor. He works in film and TV, in special effects and prosthetics and all that sort of thing. Um, but when I saw it, uh, I just said, "Oh, I've got to, I've got to produce these. So I have to do it." Um, mm. What we're probably going to do is, um, in fact, Jermaine, you could have a word to some of your comics shops there in Perth. What we've done with some of the shops here in Sydney and also in Brisbane and Melbourne is sending some down on consignment so they can stick it in the store and use it as a focal point to display their other fandom comics and stuff oh. around it. And if they sell it, um, they, they, they pay us. So... Um, Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely. I'll um. I'll talk to Keith about that in, one. Um, in, in Perth. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get it sent over. And, and um. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um. No harm in getting it out there. I think in Brisbane it's going to comics, etc. I think. Yeah, that would make sense. That's our. Uh, Which is Jamie who runs yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's a good guy. Who's um. Who's really pro through, which is good. Mm. So I guess that's a question we haven't really asked in the free one, so maybe we'll go on a tiny tangent. How's the relationship with comic books owners around Australia? Comic shop owners? Yeah. Like, with free? Uh, look, it's, it's pretty good, pretty good. They, um, I mean, by and large, they, they, they try, but it's, um, look, I've, I've been a comic shop owner. I, I know how hard yeah. it is. It's, um, it's a tireless job, and, um, those guys work 24-7. It's just they've got to do it on the phone, getting stuff organised and getting customs clearances and all of that. And so when they've got a whole stack of stuff in their store, um, and some of it's the tried and true uh, colour American stuff that they know people want, people, it's easier for them to, to, to sell that than what it is to sell you know, something like a Phantom comic, which, um, mm. which may not appeal to most of the people that come in there anyway. So... Um, one, one of the things that we've been asked by a few of the owners is give us some um, give us some point of sale, give us some advertising, and we're starting to do that. that that'll start happening oh, okay. soon. Nice. Um, what tend, tends to happen with, with, with comic shop owners, because I know what they're like, <laughs> is as soon as they get it, they stick it under the counter and sell it to the, the first phantom that comes in for a, a ridiculous price, you know. <laughs> well, uh, let me know um, when you do that so I can have a word with my coin books. Oh, yeah. it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> but it's like, it's like that, um, remember that big six-foot cutout that Jim Shepard did? Yeah. That, that was supposed to be for news agents. How many of those did you see in news agents? Oh, I never saw any over in Perth. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, any at yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're great. There's um, Edmont. Just recently did one, you know the. I think it's yeah. That, I mean, I'm, yeah, I've been trying to get one of them. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, I've actually. Got the, sorry, what are you going to say? A photo of one of the, one of the big book fairs over there, I think. Yeah, I've I saw a photo got, of one that they had at one of the big book fairs. Yeah, I've actually got the image. Um, so you know, maybe maybe we might have to. Uh, and then I've even found a company that prints them up for about sixty bucks or something like that. Yeah, 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 getting them printed is not a, not a problem. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. So there was another there was but, another version released in Norway. I think it was I back in the eighties. Sells from illustration. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Um, the one yeah, in the eighties, which had um, yeah. yeah, had a devil and uh, a monkey, a monkey yeah. man, and or uh, like yeah. a monkey, and what he was holding was a satchel of the comics and stuff. That looks pretty awesome. 
I mean, I, I would. I mean, I went into, into a. This is just an example. A shop in Melbourne when I was looking around. Um, pretty, um, pretty upmarket shop. Really nicely laid out. Um, and it just looked and felt great. It was um, run by a couple of women. Um, what was it called? <sighs> Can't remember. But um, no, they didn't sell phantoms. No phantoms either. Although they had a box of back issues tucked under the counter or something. But um, they had a whole section with. Um, with kids' comics, and, uh, and, and, um, and they had everything. And, and I would love to, to put a, um, like a Paul Mason skull cave uh, with the kids' phantom standing in front of it and uh, put mm. stacks of comics inside the eye holes as, as a point of, uh, point of sale yeah. and, and approach people like that and say, you know, this is a kids' comic, you really need to let people know about it, you know? So, mm. so, so point of sale is, yeah... Yeah, so we're looking into all of that, yeah. but but uh, uh, you know again, it's money. again yeah, and, and you've got to be careful who who, who, you, who you give it to. You've got to see someone like as I said before, James at Comics etc., um, who um, who's trying his best to, to, to push it. You, you'd, you'd send him something because you know it, it'd, it'd be used well, and yeah. would, it would help to drive his sales. So yeah, well I know um, I know Keith from Quality Comics is he's uh, he's my local comic guy, and I know. Um, He's, he actually made his own uh, little phantom, little cutout thing drawn up on a bit oh, of a really? card and stuck from the ceiling and stuff. To, so, and he's, uh, he, he, he releases a lot of, so he's got a lot of the local stuff, but he's also got like a lot of the more obscure stuff like the Asterix and Tintins and yep. uh, all yep. that type of stuff as well. So it's a fairly good, decent um, uh, comic book store. Yep. So it reminded me of something else. Okay, yep. Um, when I talked before about about um, uh, next issue of Giant Size having three Angelo Todaro stories, um, that's going to be called um, an artist showcase issue or something like that. I forget the term, but there's going to be a few of those in the regular comic next year where we'll, we'll have a hundred page um, issue focusing on on one particular artist, um, and hopefully nice. we have some stories in there that hasn't been seen before. Uh, another nice. good example is. Um, if you remember, uh, uh, Westad, the um, the Norwegian artist who did some work for Fantomen, who's um, yes. who sadly died last year. Um, his mm. his work is is amazing, and um, we saw some of his painted stuff. stuff in the oh, really? 2018. No, remember he did that yeah, painted story in the 2018. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know he he um, I f- forget what happened, but he lost a leg in a car accident, um, and then. Um, he got some kind of rare disease and lost his right arm, and then taught himself how to draw with his with his with his left hand. And what wow. you saw in the annual in that annual was done with his left hand. Wow, which was just insane. Yeah, yeah. I um I actually commissioned a uh, a commissioned a one through him, and then like a couple of months before he uh, passed away. Um, so yeah, yeah, from all reports, he was he was a really good bloke as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm in touch with his brother. Um, so it'll be, it won't be like a tribute issue per se, not like the Paul Ryan tribute yeah. issue, but it'll be a collection of stuff that um, that hasn't been published yet in English. So nice. that's one of them. And, and by the end of next year, there'll be three Mike Manley stories that haven't been um, published by us. Uh, so we'll want to those into another artist showcase. As long as yep. Any chance for a uh, full-colour dog? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I think there's only two stories of his that haven't um, 
that haven't been published by Fru, I think. I thought it was three, but there's two. Um, so, yeah, we'll do those. Um, I don't know if we, uh, don't, don't know if we'll do them in colour because uh, I think we have access now to the original black and white. Nicer because the, the chart and colour was was never never yeah, pretty poor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, apparently you, you used to miss was, by about half an inch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, from what I heard, uh, Don Newton wasn't too happy with uh, the colours from Charlton either. Oh, no one was. Yeah, could you? No, I remember seeing, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, it might have been on his Facebook, on his tribute Facebook page, but there was a, like, his the original cover that he did and then what it looked like in a comic, and it was just chalk and cheese. Yeah, he, his, his work is, is astounding. The evil, um, sense for it, it was really quite moody. Um, it looked, he drew it for black and white. Mm. But, um, Anyway. Yeah, so one other thing we have to ask you about fanfare, and I know you've probably been waiting for this one, and we have to ask, because we always get asked ourselves, and I know you always get asked, is the trading cards. (laughs) And I'm sorry I have to ask you about this one, Glenn. (laughs) Okay. So people who have come in late, this is the gallery. Every every everyone everyone has come in has now come in and, and only just like only just uh, just recently that there were some people that I had to wait for. Well, you wouldn't believe over a year for some of them, but anyway, um, this is they've all artists. come in. Um, yep, yep, those 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 flaky artist types, you know what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. now I've got to sit down and and, uh, and just do the backs of all the cards, all the bios. So. That's what I'm doing this Christmas, New Year. Oh, is this the work you're taking away with you? Yeah, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that you have to do that, but, gee, Glenn, um, we really want you to do that. I don't think you are. (laughs) (laughs) Could you you hear how false I was, could you? Yeah, yeah, you didn't fool me for a second. <laughs> oh, we're, we're just so keen to see them because... Um, oh, you the, you and me both, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you're probably just as eager, because this has been... Because there's, there's, there's two stories, two sets that have... So this yet, is... It's 30 years in the making, been. really, isn't it? Yeah, and, and look, I've got to say, it looks... There's some fantastic stuff in there. And Graham Nolan's finished off the story that he started in the first series... Um, and it, it looks just great. It's um, Chuck Dixon has written it again, and it's funny. But when 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 I, um, if you remember the first story, it um, the Phantom gets um, uh, shot, uh, bushwhacked by by this. Um, it looks like a, I think it's a South African um, uh, hunter type who pushes him off a, a waterfall. I think that's the end of him. And um, at the end of the story, uh, he's rescued by the the Bandar Pygmy, of course, who wrap him up in all sorts of herbs and spices and nursing back to health. Um, and when I approached, um, asked uh, Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan if they wanted to do a sequel, I said, yeah, sure. I thought, what, how on earth is he, he going to... I only had eight pages. How is Chuck Dixon going to have the Phantom track down this South African guy who could be anywhere in the world and um, exact vengeance? You know, we have to go through that whole... You know, uh, detection thing, tracking him down and following clues and all that, and he didn't. He just stuck him in, uh, um, I think, Johannesburg first panel, and, and off we go. <laughs> he um, basically basically assumed that okay, we know he's going to find him. 
yeah. here he is. Let's just start the story here. And it's just mm. straight into it. It's just, just, it's just great. Just really clever. You know? So can you tell us a little bit about it? Like what? Obviously, we've got the eight pages. Are they going to be? Is the story going to be back and front like the gallery series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is the gallery series part two. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. So it's so, back. Yeah. And then and then and then um, and then the rest are just um, illustrations from phantom artists all over the world. And that's that's the good thing about this one as compared to the first one. The first one was um, illustrations of the phantom by by famous comic artists. Yeah. Since the first one, there, there has been a whole lot of um, people publishing the Phantom, uh, Moonstone, Dynamite, Hermes, etc., etc. Um, that I was able to use um, people who had previously drawn the Phantom uh, professionally in some way for all of the rest yeah. of the cards. Mm. So all of all of the rest of the illustrations are from Phantom artists. That's unreal mm-hmm. because that's that mirrors something I heard you say. I think yesterday when I re-listened to episode thirty-three. <laughs> On the podcast, which was two yeah. years ago, um, <laughs> yeah, it was something that we were excited about then. It, I'm just, I'm so pleased that this is um, finally coming to fruition for you. Yeah, me too. So, would would you be doing yeah. a uh, a sequel to the other trading card, or has this one? Well, let me just say, let me just say, probably. Probably, nice. Yeah. And then is that, non- the is that non-committal enough? <laughs> That's good. It That's is. Good. But I guess we've, I guess, you know, what's another 30 years for the next series? Um. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and no, what the, about the, 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 the next, the, 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 the third series to the, um, to the two dynamic um, series that came out would mm-hmm. need to resolve that story, which has got yeah, the, the Phantom and Moriarty uh, jumping from the, the London Bridge or the Tower Bridge, whichever it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that would happen. And there's, um, the phone cards. Without going into too much detail, all of the other cards are um, um, uh, some of them are done already, so it's not going to be as far away as what you may think it will be. So, nice. what are your plans for the cards, Glenn? Are they going to go back into? Because I I remember I was working in retail. It was my first job um, as a as a newsagent clerk um, in the in the mid nineties when these cards came out. Are you planning on getting them back into newsagents? Um, in the yeah. same way that you did at the time, or yeah, yeah, and I, now, I, I no, well, they'll go to comic shops, but it'll be it'll go out through um, Gordon and Gotch, who did the the first cards when they came out, mm. so it'll be distributed with the comics to news agencies, and mm. um, of course I'll be available um, online from through and, and and fanfare and um, um, and at conventions. Mm. Oh, that's so, right. how many boxes are you doing? Oh, lots. Um, <laughs> one, of the things, one of the things I, I won't be doing is, um, is, is uh, not, not for the foreseeable future, selling single ones. Um, you know, I don't want people ringing up and saying, oh, I missed card number 76, can I buy it from you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough, I understand. But, um, at some point, when it's all died down, um, and, and sort them out, I, I will be able to do that. Um, yeah. To some degree, I, I, I don't know yet. It's just too hard to say. Um, well, look, it's, it's yeah. a different era, and this is one of the things I'm really excited about is mm-hmm. um, it, it, we're, we're now in a, a Facebook and a social media era where people are going to be able to post what a, they yeah. spare and what they need online yeah, and exactly. post them around Australia. At the end so. of the day, 
at the end of the day, they're trading cards. You know, that, that's what yes, you do with yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll all be back in the uh, back in the schoolyard again, where we were doing this <laughs> over our lunch breaks, but <laughs> still doing it over our lunch breaks, but yeah. now at our uh, at our yeah. desk. <laughs> And then, yeah, and and the big body would get, would get all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you going to be – I'm assuming there's specials, there's like gem cards, there's um, – Yeah, I, I think I pasted the specials. I think there was um, – Yeah, so all that details on Fanfare, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, and the, 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 the top chase card, which would be the Cyberry card, is basically one in every two boxes. Okay. So can we we'll, – and I'm assuming what you'd be able to buy through through Fanfare and stuff will be like a sealed box. Yeah, yeah you'll be able to buy a box. You'll be able to buy a pack, a box, or even a carton if you if you're crazy enough to. Although what we'll probably do with a carton is, um, and they used to do this a lot with the sports cards. Is you do a, a separate. I think they did this with the. If you remember the original Phantom Country cards, the postcards. Yeah. Uh, I think you got those. You know, you got a set of those in a carton. So if you buy a carton, you'll get. Six special cards, which you can't get any other way. Okay. So, do you have prices for? I've just um, gone broke. Yeah. No, <laughs> not prices. I'm just trying to think how much money do I need to save up to get a uh, card. People would get a couple of cartons in. Just those six special cards available to the random yeah. customers. I'm sure. Yeah. Hmm. No, and there will be a binder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have a binder. I don't know. Uh, it'll be a, a nine-pocket nine pocket page binder, although when the third series for the regular dynamic series comes out, I'm toying with the idea of doing that as um, just to keep continuity as the, um, yeah. the little six-pocket um, uh, binder that they brought out back then. They're just trying yeah. to source those at the moment. That makes sense. No worries. So do you have any other uh, fanfare items you would like to tease us with? Um, oh, still waiting on these uh, bookends. I've had all sorts of problems with, um, uh, with with sculpting over in China. It's gone back and forwards a few times, and um, I had to get someone here to do it uh, in the end um, and send a, a mould over, but they're a series of bookends, which um, you buy them one at a time, so you can mix and match. In other words, you, you can buy one bookend, and when you find another one that comes along, that, which you want to put up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the first one is the, the famous phantom coming through the window, you know, the Asian gentleman. Um, mm. And there'll be a girl phantom one in there somewhere, and... They're, nice. they're about um, just over a foot tall, I guess. Okay, so they're, they're decent. They're actually bookends. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So will they be done in like a um, adult version or more of a kiddie type of version to uh, get in that? A, 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 an, an adult mix? version. Yeah, an adult version. I, I will. Um, I'll send you. I'll send you one. I've got one. I've got a file here. I can send you, Jermaine. Yeah. Okay. So that will be up on the yeah. Fanfare website eventually. Yeah, yeah, pretty soon I hope. But it's um, just waiting to hear back from the, the guys in China. No worries. Um, so there's that. There's, there's another couple of jigsaws maybe. Um, I'd like to do, uh, I don't know if you noticed, on the barbecue apron there's a little ticket that said um, Cave Gear. Yeah. And 
what Cave Gear is is just like a little little sub line from Fanfare, which is stuff which is made um, for, in particular, the the man cave. And so there'll be some some blokey type products coming out, and I want to do a bar runner. And the oh, original wow. idea was having with some with some you know some um, spot illustrations of the Phantom and whoever map of Bengali and all, all the, the landmarks, but. Oh. After seeing Jamie's um, Trippich poster, I'm thinking of now doing the, the bar runner as, as that because that looked oh, fantastic. I was just, uh, literally about to say that that should be a bar runner. Yeah, yeah. So that'll probably happen soon for the uh, for the man cave. Wow. Um, so yeah, or, or, and, and there's other things too which I won't say anything about until um, they're closer to um, to getting manufactured. But one of the things that you'll probably be able to pick up uh, at uh, Supernova next year from Fru will be a um, uh, it's called a messenger bag so it's like a like a big satchel type thing with a with a, a strap that goes over the shoulder and it's just got Phantom Comics front and back and um, there'll be a Fru logo on it um, and the buckle it's a metal buckle is actually the the belt buckle with the stripes and the skull oh nice so um, That's... so yeah we'll we'll have that at Supernova but it's gonna it's not gonna be cheap it's gonna be like around the fifty dollar mark or something like that. But it, yeah. it's it's pretty pre- pretty sturdy, and basically, if you're going to buy there, go there and buy a whole stack of stuff. You need to get one of these to put it all in, you know. Mm. <laughs> so it's going it's going to be interesting seeing a lot of these uh, blokey blokes uh, being hit with a man bag. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing someone like a like a, like a John or, or you know yeah. or John Cookson yeah. or Paul Maloney and stuff like that. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think sporting a man bag. Way. Yeah, they we're going to change it. the way they walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a couple now, w- me, uh, me and Dan had a little bit of fun um, uh, coming up with a couple of ideas we wanted to pitch to you. Just, just a totally random because you, you do have your uh, your option on the website that if people have got ideas to send them through yep. to you. So a couple that that um that I had was the was the statues and the articulated figurines. Um, yep. Uh, and, and and Dan, what was yours? Well, now that now hearing what I've heard, I think this is more of a Fru idea, given the licenses rather than a fanfare idea, because um, it's posters and prints. But I'd love to. And you've just mentioned um, a fandom country um, bar runner. I'd love to see that as a as a print or a poster, um, and also a fandom family tree. That would be fan. That that would be something that I think a lot of fans would get behind. That would have to be a focus. Uh, yeah, no, Lee Fork only. Um, don't yeah. don't dare bring anyone else into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. which 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 version of uh, of Fork uh, family would you do? Because um, didn't Fork have like the first three Phantoms marrying the same girl? No, bring them all into <laughs> the family tree. It's it's. Surely not that hard. It was a very close family, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, because you had um, Marabella married to the first and the second fan, of, I think it was. Um, so that's There's ways to Christmas. represent that. You can do it. <laughs> it's a very the, awkward Christmas They've been done. The, 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 Swedes, the Swedes have done it and the, the, the Finns have done it. Um, but, but, but the Australians um, haven't done it, Glenn. That's my point. <laughs> well... Um, Dietmar did it with his prints, with his series of prints in one of his newsletters. I remember him doing a yeah, true, yep. doing a, a, a leaf hawk family uh, family tree, but um, it's it's not complete. That, that's the problem. Yeah. There's big gaps there, and there's contradictions as well. Yeah, 
and, 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 and something like that would have to be illustrated. You'd need um, pictures of, of the phantoms and wives um, that yes. you're talking about to, to, to sell it as a poster. Of course. Um, um, so, so, yeah, just it, it's could – I, could I dare try and sell something that isn't complete to a phantom fiend? My God. So in other words, no, no, my Dan, question is that you've got a completed for me, Glenn. <laughs> but it wouldn't but be accepted what, you, by you, you, you because it's not a newspaper Give me the and send it to me. All right, all right, I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but Dan, if, if Glenn completes it, it still won't be accepted by you because it's not done by a newspaper or by Lee Fork. If I could complete it using uh, Egmont, the Egmont cannon... Um, it'll work, but then I'd have to maybe put black squares over their eyes so people don't <laughs> you know, confuse them with the rule. Well, you can anyway. do the, um, you know how like you have got the magic eye or something? Like if you squint, you see a different version. Yeah, yeah. So all the, seeing, you know, seeing all the all the forkers and all the forkers are really old and all that, it'll just be one different one. And then all the younger readers, you can just like look at it in a different version and we'll see the complete canon. We'll see what we want to see. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get sued for giving people epileptic fits. <laughs> um, so before we start wrapping up, Glenn, is there anything else you wanted to uh, just quickly um, touch base on or or let us know or, or say thanks to or anything uh, like that? I'm pretty pretty sure I've covered everything. Um, and really just, just you know, thanks to the team here who are just doing an amazing job, you know. Mm. Well, I think I think we all echo that. Like, um, uh, you know, it's you know, through us, you know, we're, we're all thankful that Fru's still around. Um, otherwise, we'd have to learn how to read Swedish or Norwegian. Um, well, Dan, Dan wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's you know, we are thankful, I guess, to you, uh, to Glenn, Renee, and Dudley for keeping up the tradition. Um, uh, we 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 are enjoying discussing stuff, and you know people are actually you know listening to us discuss stuff that you guys are doing as well. Um, so you know there's definitely interest with the fandom in this modern era with uh, tablets and and you know and movies and digital stuff and all that. So I, I guess for myself, I would like to thank you, Glenn, for you know for keeping my addiction fed. With fruit, keep, keep um, in the flame, but blue, burning bright. That's it. Um, I don't think my wife wants to speak to you again, though. Uh, I think she's a little bit no, over me no. spending all my money. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> no, she's she's not like that at all. Uh, as, as as all the wives, will, I'm sure, will agree that they would um, uh, rather us spending money on Phantom than other pursuits. Yeah, then going down the pub. That's it. And throw it in, into a poker machine or whatever. That's yeah. it. Unless it was a fancy yeah. poker machine, of course. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's, which, an, that's which a whole is still other... still a moral conflict for me, to be honest. <laughs> no, that's a whole other podcast, that one. That's podcast 69, I think, that one. No, you've done that. <laughs> 73, 73. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so from myself, Glenn, I'd like to say thanks, um, and I'm sure Dan would like to say thanks as well, so I'll let him have a bit of a, a go. Yeah, Glenn, I, I, before I do, um, I've probably got two finalising questions, I suppose, um, around the, probably the last two years um, that you've had it through. First thing is, um, what do you think is your proudest achievement in 
the two years or the almost two years that you've had there? What's the, what's the, the thing that you can really say, wow, I'm really pleased that I was oh. able to do that? Oh, look, well, right, right now, putting out this trade paperback—that that to me is uh, for free was yeah. quite, quite historic. It's, it's yeah, mm. it's um, it's it, it's 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 the Phantom Primer. If someone says, "Well, what's the Phantom all about?" You just grab this and hand it to them and say, "They take that away and read it, mm-hmm. and, and give it yeah. back because it cost me twenty-five bucks or whatever." But um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the proudest moment, and and quite quite a um, it's like yeah. any of the previous regimes at Fru going all the way back to the forties ever doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so and, and second, hopefully it's, it's going to open up a, a whole you know a whole other market for us. We hope. Yes. Yeah, mm. and, and we we do too. Um, second question then as a follow up: What do you see as your biggest challenge um, coming ahead? Hello, we lost Glenn. I think we might have. <laughs> Didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> Glenn? Oh, that was going so well. <laughs> I think he's done the whole thing from the car park. I honestly do. Okay. So, um, obviously, the Skype has just challenged us there right at the end. Um, I would have loved to talk to Glenn about what he saw as the biggest challenge ahead um, for Fru in um, the coming years. For whatever reason, um, Skype's dropped out or the phone battery's died or whatever. Um, I'd just love to say a huge thank you to Glenn for the time that he afforded us tonight. Um he told us before the podcast recorded that he's off on holidays tomorrow. He's flying overseas um, in the morning. And for him to give us the time tonight um, for this podcast is pretty special. I'm, I, I feel very lucky to have spoken to him tonight, Jermaine. Um, mm. what, do you, what do you think? Very lucky. There's two questions I would have loved to, answer, to ask him. Mm. One, how did the turducken turn out yesterday? He was having a turducken at a Thanksgiving <laughs> party. I wanted to know how that was. Uh, and the second one was a follow-on from episode 33, which we both picked up when we re-listened to it. Yes. And um, and that was when he, he laid claim that he was going to give up collecting the fruits because <laughs> it was going to be near impossible for him to do it. He was He's just going never going to get a full stuff. set. <laughs> He's never going to get a full set. So the question that I, we were, we both had down of what we would love to ask him, and uh, I don't know, we'll just have to get him on again maybe, um, is did he manage to get a full set when he brought through? Oh, I guarantee you he's got a full set. <laughs> and what that has suggested to both of us is the only way we're going to get a full set is if we buy the company. And um, <laughs> given there's no way that's going to happen, <laughs> I think we've... Well, maybe- um, yeah, maybe we just need to get uh, adopted uh, by some of these uh, people that have got full sets, like, you know, Glenn or Renee or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so now there's some of a couple of questions that I would have loved to ask um, uh, Glenn, but, uh, yep, these but, things happen. But didn't we have, I like, uh, you know, it, it's a shame that um, it's the, the call has dropped out, honestly, five minutes before we were going to finish anyway, but... Um, Thank you so much to Glenn for the time that he's given us. 
um, and being so open, he, he's he's just an open book when it comes to what Fru's plans are, what Fanfare's plans are, um, what he's got in the works, what the challenges are, and 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 while that was a question that I wanted to to say for the end, I think we got a bit of a an idea of that as we went through. Um, uh, yeah. It's just yeah, like getting, so... the, getting the next gen, getting uh, into bookstores and, yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so I'm sure that that would probably be, and probably, you know, I'm sure that would probably be, would have been his answer yes. to your question. Um, but yeah. Oh, and just, what it's... I like, yeah. You, you go. Sorry, you go. No, uh, I was just going to say, what I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go this time, mate. No, I was <laughs> I was going to say, what, what is so great is that um, someone who's obviously a fan and a mm. devoted fan and has been a creator is now the publisher. Um, we've got someone who's so invested in the character um, who just wants to provide the absolute very best for us to the yeah. point where he's in there on a Sunday night. Um, his phone would have cut out at about quarter to 12 on um, Sunday night. Uh, talking to us, um, he's just so devoted to the whole thing. Um, I think we're all benefiting from it and um, so, so grateful that that's happening. Yes, definitely, definitely. Definitely agree with that. Um, I, I think it's, you know, and we've made mention of it before, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, we're riding the bubble at the moment. We're riding the wave at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, good things can only come of it. And um, I'm looking forward to what's next from free. Yeah, and um, the, the one thing that I've really got from the conversation is that I just would love King Features to look around and go, open. well, how could we make this go a bit more global? And, and yeah. To give Fru a footprint into India, for instance, that's yeah. the, the the potential um, consumer audience there is just <laughs> what have we got? Twenty five million people in Australia, well, and it's a billion yeah. people in India. Like, yeah, I've read reports that India is going to be the largest population, you know, surpassing China, you know, in the next. You know, 10, 20 yep. years or whatever it was, mainly because they don't have the one-child policy like um, yep. uh, like China does. And and like you said, the Phantom has a footprint in yep. India. It's and, and even an if it's one percent, it's going to yeah. just explode um, through his audience. Yeah, you mm. just you would love to see them be able to to expand into that market. Yes, definitely. Like like you, if you look at you know, when we've talked about this a bit with uh, Kevin Patrick, uh, is it Patrick? Yeah, um, Patrick just yeah. total mind blank. Yep. Um, in one of, what was it, two, three episodes ago? Uh, two, um, yep. Oh, actually, I think it's three because we've got the... No, Kevin Kitty Patrick Kitty. and the one we haven't released yet because I haven't edited it yet <laughs> and then this one. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, and the movie one, remember? No, no, the movie one was before Kevin. Oh, yeah, it was too. We just recorded it afterwards. Yes, um, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the fact that, you know, he put his study on there and we touched upon it briefly there, but, um, you know, they're, they're so hungry for the Phantom yeah. over there. They're, you know, 
these Egmont stories that have been published over there, they're, you know, they've been republished like literally probably 10 times and people yeah. are still buying them. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely a hunger for it over there. So yeah. if fruit could get into India alone, that mm. would be, um, it could, you know, it could be an even bigger wave that could be coming for the family. Oh, and look, and, and we can see the fringes of that. I'm sure that Glenn and Renee and Dudley, um, you, you can hear it in Glenn's voice when he talks about it. He would really yeah. love to push for that. Uh, that that could be, um, that could be it. You know, they could they could be the the, the golden egg um, if they could get there. Definitely, definitely. Um... I'm looking forward to some of the items and stuff that they're releasing, like, oh. um, you the know, some of the, like, the, oh, yeah, the, the card game. game. Oh, Joe, if you're listening to, you should be listening to this. We've already teased it. I've already teased <laughs> it to Joe on our Messenger chat group. Um, he's going to love the idea of a Phantom card game, and so many of us will. Um, collectors are going to just want to grab packs and, and put it on shelves, but... Um, People like Joe and um, and others are going to want to play that and, and get it out there. That that's just a fantastic revelation. Yeah, especially with a strong character like Princess Sin as well. And we kind of yes. joked about her um, her clothes attire, but she is you know, and she's got. Remember how when we did the, the podcast, we actually talked about some of the characters in there that we didn't really get to spend much time on, like the yep. the ninjurettes or whatever they're called, the yep. female ninjas. Yep. You know, like, you've got that, um, you know, another female gang, in a sense, that the fandom gets to battle, and, um, you know, you've got Diana, you've got the Waga involved in that whole story. The fact that you could have, you know, reprint the stories of trade paperback, you know, the it's, it's got potential. And I guess what's good is the fact that it's another company who, in a sense, approached through. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, they, it's they not They come all, forward. Yeah, and I think that's a good sign because it means that other companies are seeing that it's you know that the fandom is a character that could be um, um, that they could make money off, and obviously other companies have to make money, so that's their main priority. But they're seeing the fandom as a profitable character, like they did back in the nineties. And, you know, that's, you know, only going to make Fru's job better with mm-hmm. what they sell and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm sure we could, you know, I'm sure we could probably talk another hour from the stuff we just listened, oh. but... Um, it's going to take we'll some do... processing, all of the stuff we just heard. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think some of, the, some of the best bits from Glenn was when we stopped asking questions and let him... Start uh, start talking. Every time we asked him a question, I feel like we stopped an answer that um, should have kept coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally agree. So um, thanks again, Glenn, for your time tonight. Um, yes. I'm sorry you couldn't uh, say happy phantoming at the end with us. Um, <laughs> uh, from the sounds of it, uh, I think Stephen was the one that created that one. Um, the happy phantoming at the end. So um, I'm sure Stephen will uh, lay claim to that as well. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, so thank you, Glenn, for 
joining us tonight. Uh, thank you, Dan, as well. Um, it was a great time. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, and um, I, it, I'm really going to have to get a focus on getting this. I, it would be lovely. It's 17 days away. It would be nice to get this out exactly two years after the date, but we're going to try and get this out before <laughs> the 20th of December. Um, to, to, yeah, because <laughs> we'll have more podcasts to release by then. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. So uh, I know what you'll be doing this week, Dan. You have a couple of podcasts to get onto. So, yes. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, big shout-out again to um, all, our, um, all our listeners. We thank you. Uh, thank you to all the Patreon um, uh, people, uh, purchasers, supporters, whatever, whatever. What are they called? Are they uh, called pa- supporters? Patrons. 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 Yep. Okay, so thank you for them. Uh, as normal, you can find us on chroniclechamber.com. Uh, we've got heaps of ways. We've got all the social media. We've got the Reddit, uh, emails, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love to give a special plug to the email because I think maybe our fans are emailers, not social medias. Um, chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Just send us an email. We'll read it out. <laughs> Yeah, and again, the offer's there. If you ever want to chuck in a review for a comic and all that, you can always email it through and we will uh, include it with our reviews on the podcast. Uh, Don't forget, you've got the P3, uh, which is the Patreon Phantom Preservation, which has got a whole heap of cool uh, stuff in there. Um, So don't forget about that. Um, then you've got also you can subscribe to us on iTunes and also on your Android device. So basically what this does is you don't have to see the message on Facebook or on the website. It will straight away download onto your phone or at work or, you know, your, your, your device. So then that way you'll wake up or you'll be at work and you'll come back and there'll be the episode downloaded ready for you to listen to, which just makes it a little bit easier so you won't miss out on it. So, shout out to that. Um, again, thank you, Glenn. Uh, Dan, thank you. Uh, Stephen, you missed out, buddy. But uh, until next time, happy phantoming. Happy phantoming. 500. Good. Uh, so, I'm just messaging him now. Uh, I appreciate it. And have a great holiday. Mm-hmm. Slash uh, time to finish that card set. <laughs> <laughs> Winky face. <laughs> uh, all seriousness. Have fun and thank you again. No worries. I'm not sure what happened with that one, but yeah, his, I reckon his phone went flat and he probably locked himself out of his uh, warehouse, so he's probably out of the office. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. When you, when when Glenn's oh, he's just back now. He's just messaging me now. Um, what's he saying? Uh, ran out of juice, like I said. I live, yeah, so his, his battery <laughs> battery went flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Glenn's in, and he's going to have to say the happy phantoming at the end of next giant size. <laughs> That's pretty-
pretty cool that um that uh, that 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 it was a, a nod to us that uh, Dudley loved it. Yeah, no, that that is cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Steve who said it. Oh, I, so. I don't know now. It's uh, it's it's one of those things. It's just naturally evolved. So, um, mm. you like the focus. Yeah, no, it, it's hopefully we're part of the journey. Five hundred years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom, the ghost who walks. The Phantom, enemies beware, the Phantom's always there. But you won't find the fan.